Geek Shock. Yeah, well, that's just that's from your farting. I think. Yeah. That's that's you gotta talk about smoke on the water. Yeah, that's smoke on the water. That's just too much barbecue sauce. I think it's. It's in the like no, to the southeast. Whatever. whatever. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, stop <laughs> with your facts. You, you stop with your facts right now, Mister. You're Jack. the one that's getting all scientific, and then you're like, "Wait, don't get factual in my science." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you know about geography? What do you know about? Have you been? Uh, maybe you're just cooking hot dogs. And you Could it be because you're in the in northwest the and the I am partly hot dogs? So and maybe it's just like <laughs> you are partly. What are are you? Up to I was going to say, the smoke is in dog? the air, and it does tend to coat <laughs> tile, so when the water hits it, you might be smelling the water oh, hitting the tile. <laughs> Maybe. Welcome, <laughs> folks. It is Geek Shock number 196. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. Got, good thing you got it. I would have cut you off. Totally. I, you know what? I, one thing I've learned in Vegas is you got to get it in when you get the chance. Yeah, no, no. Hey, oh. right. That's what she said. Oh, oh, God. On nickel night. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and Kirsten, that is That's what like she said. In college, they used to have. Did you guys have nickel beer night in college? Because in my town, in the I college, did. I had the nickel beer yeah. night. I mean, oh, why didn't they just. It was Pabst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was watered down Pabst. Pabst. Like, bring in ingots of this nickel. Ingots <laughs> like actual, they're weighing it with a little. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's good for a cake. They got scales good. behind the bar. God, it's not you mercury said it was night. Nickel night. All I got is copper. <laughs> sorry, nickel night. God, sorry. Nap, nap, nap. All these meth guys <laughs> coming in with this copper, copper wire. Hey, nap, sorry. Gotta nickel have pure only. nickel. Pure nickel only tonight. Sorry. You said sorry. nickel beer night, and then he said paps. And it reminded me, like a couple weeks ago, I was at uh, Crown and Anchor. Because uh, I usually go there Sunday night after work uh, with my friend Greg. Were there bunches of dogs there? Uh, yeah, there were. They've got the dogs on the patio. Did you know that? Yeah, you can do that. You should Pet take friendly tans. patio. Oh yeah, oh, the, the, the heat will kill them. The dog, the dog patio. Yeah, my brother's bar. Is will it be just the patio? I don't know. I don't know. Is we it? were there and the place was packed, and we're like, we asked our waitress because uh, she's she's been uh, you know taking care of us for like forever, and we're like, what what's with all the people in here? This place is never packed on Sunday night. She's like, so it's dollar. PBR night. Ah, uh, well, come a couple weeks later, we come back in. The place is empty, and I said, "This place has been packed since you guys have been doing the dollar beer." She's like, "We raised it to two dollars, and people <laughs> lost their freaking mind." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" People were complaining that they were having to pay two dollars for a 16 ounce draft PBR. Oh, it was draft. Yeah. Because my brother used to do uh, at his bar, he used to do dollar uh, PBR bottles. Bottles, yeah. Well, I mean, and then when that got and the draft ex- is cheaper though. That got a little too expensive for the right uh, nickel beers. So he went to cans. Nickel and oh, man, cans, yeah. PBR for a buck and a can, people flocked. You would have thought it was like we were giving away. Yeah, that's gold. It, it was just it, crazy. But that it boggled kind of my money, mind. That kind of money. It, um, uh, well, okay, it's kind of, I won't mention his name, but someone we know <laughs> once time mentioned going to Trop and Pecos Cinema, the, the dollar theater. That, oh, yeah. that, I know exactly. That's uh, now $1.50. And he said, yeah, I went on, on, on the days they lowered it from $1.50 to $1. And he pauses and goes, yeah, you don't want to go those nights. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the clientele for that 50 cent difference. <laughs> it's a very specific crowd. <laughs> he said, man, night and day, you do not want to go. 
That's pretty funny. <laughs> what it a difference crazy, 50 though. cents makes. Oh, what my a God. Difference <laughs> it makes. I, I don't even know how to classify that. Uh, take a sniff of your drink, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> and I know I've mentioned this before on the show, but we used to uh, the Romulan Ale at Trek used to be PBR. <laughs> and people uh, lost their friggin' minds when they found out that yeah. when I finally was able to tell them that it was PBR, they're like, no way, because that beer is too good to be, BP, ah. to be PBR. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you were thrown effect. by the blue dye. <laughs> yeah. The blue dye, effect. which added nothing to it. Did something to the flavor it might have it probably did do something to the flavor and chemical <laughs> hey, Paul, composition I'm, right? I'm, I'm sure, it, you're I'm on sure a show it might right? have yeah, I know. a slight <laughs> tinge of flavor to it but I'm trying I mean, to do a lot of things you gotta here. get used to this Paul when you're famous you're gonna be talking and signing a lot <laughs> yep, yep. I, you're gonna I, be on stage talking and trying to sign autographs sign and you're autograph. from what I understand what PBR does BJ need at the is same just time. a hint of chemical flavor and I'm it's sure a, that blue just dye just a droplet of blue just get a hint of really chemical flavor really fixes that flavor but who yeah. knows who knows what the what it did to it chemically and sitting just in the bottle for a little droplet of blue. Who knows? Well, there's it only like one smoke? way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just make no, it smell like smoke? <laughs> I imagine the tasters drop. knew. It wasn't just a drop. Well, Some of those bottles well, some had like... Well, well, some the, bottles, of those, the bottles were uh, yeah, different beast altogether. Oh. Those were made in Guatemala. So who knows? So now it all comes clear. Just a lot of papaya in that PBR. When people would buy the bottles at the gift shop and then go and drink them in the restaurant sometimes. Oh, God, and yeah. And we come around talking blue to them. Teeth, blue teeth, blue tongue. They oh, yeah. blue mouth. Yeah. Oh, really? mouth. That was fun. Nice. And like little ring. Yeah. Oh, and that they was were fun. none the wiser, of course. Like, hey, alien. What's going on, creepy weird alien? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. the creepy weird. All right. Human, you should go look at yourself in the mirror. You've got a touch of the M113 salt vampire about you, bitch. You better ch- check yourself yeah. before you riggedy wreck yourself. By the, other, by the way, the One other of these day, days, you're going to be blue in the face. Ah, probably bah, bah, sooner bah, bah, than later. Bah. The other day, I was at the LVH and went into that bathroom. The Ooh. Yeah. it's Ooh. sad, man. The it's, Space Quest bathroom. It is. It's been neglected. Oh it? yeah, yeah like, the last like time I was there, it's, it's not there, and it's just. <laughs> but that <laughs> was never <laughs> part of the experience. Like, and it was oh, always, toilet thieves. It was yeah, always a little off. <laughs> I'd say after the second year, that place has always been like, a little off. I yeah. I don't know if it's been maintained in like six years. It's just. It's it's been I am glad that the whole urinalysis gag is dead. It's uh, not. No, it's still it's uh, still some of the There's urinals. still some are working. Not all of them, but oh some of them. It's I go to the it. one that works every yeah. day. But she can't understand. <laughs> when I go in there, I go. No, it, it, well, you can't understand the woman. Yeah. Because the woman comes on first. She goes. Yeah. And you think you're a peanuts carrier. May the luck be with you. May the luck I was just going to say that. Like the last time I was there, which was about a year ago. Actually, more than a year ago. The, the 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 woman's voice was so muffled yep. you couldn't understand it was like it was well. like, it was like yeah exactly like the peanuts <laughs> thing it was like wah, 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 are we wah, still wah, talking wah, wah. about the urinals or is that the next stall <laughs> I stopped talking about the urinals a while I think we're ago. back at nickel night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nickel beer night what geeky things you want to talk about this week John what you got in your mind you got something I went and saw Weird Al on Saturday yeah how was that Damn geek. How was it? That was at the Smith that Center. That was huh? awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody in our audience has actually seen him perform, but I've seen him like ten times, and he always puts on amazing shows. Um, he's got a great blend of live music with uh, little multimedia video clips that he's either um, done himself or been a part of over Would the years. Would you say this was the best Weird Al concert experience you've had? <laughs> 
Um, I'm taking that as a no. No, it's tough to say. I I would probably say yes, just because there was a lot more um, involvement. No, no nudity. Oh, no. In the the audience. There was a lot of nudity in the audience. You you can appreciate this, though. Um, One of the new segments he added this time was him being either referenced in TV shows or... um, or him guest appearing on TV shows, and uh, they had the Simpsons episode where uh, the uh, where uh, Homer has made it big as a musician. Yeah. He's like, I'm the best-selling artist of all time. My records are all number one, and even Weird Al has cop has has parodied me. Yeah. Again, I'm still miserable. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that I saw that Simpsons clip, and I was like, oh God, where's Paul? But uh, yeah, I love um, the Simpsons. It's amazing. Uh, he goes through. Probably at least twenty costume changes throughout the show, um, and no nudity. No nudity. Wow. wow! I mean, I've seen video of his shows. He does put on quite a show. It's, he does. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's a, a lot going show. On there. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah. Did yeah. he do? Did he do? Hey Joe. No, he didn't. Oh, I and so of course, want to see that one. Jeff's wearing his T-shirt from the. Yeah. I, I am. I'm wearing the the uh, the 2013 tour shirt. <laughs> I gotta but be honest, no. that shirt kind of freaks me out a little. It's a little I creepy. Know. That's why I bought it. Yeah. Greg was with me, and he's like. I don't like that shirt. It's it's a little too creepy, and I'm like, that's <laughs> why you buy the shirt. It's because it's creepy. There you go. Because you don't have to look at it. Everybody Absolutely. else does. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I, bought, I looked at it, and I go, this is exactly the kind of shirt that I want that says Weird yeah. Al on it. You find you find the woman that can stare that shirt yep. down? That's you the one right there. She's the one. You're doing the Wow. The hide the we got baby we gotta What are you doing there? doing the hide the baby bowl dance. Find the woman. What? She's a keeper tip. There were some, there were some really good-looking girls at that yeah. concert, too. I'm sure there were. And, but Sadly, no they're all like in their 20s, but still. Oh, Sadly. that is terrible. In their 20s? Sadly. That is the most awful thing. That's when you should like back to early 20s. picking them up. Early 20s. That's awful. Dude, that just means they haven't gone out of college yet. Jeff, Jeff <laughs> wants to teenagers. with women in their early 20s have not you. been good over the last few years. They're all too old for Jeff. 20s is just too old for Jeff. No. Too young. Too young, and I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate. Well, let's just, let's just put it this way: there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, unexpected links to the Philadelphia 76ers in Jeff's browsing history. He didn't mean to look that up, but, <laughs> but it's there. He's ha- he's on the gilf hunt, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, the 76ers. No. Yeah, that's where you start. 76 plus. Uh, grandmas. Misconnections. No. You. Dude. You. Fiddling with, fiddling with your partial on, on the age of know, The fact that Paul's bringing this up you, makes me think it's a real website, too. We got Gilf what? in the 30s. Gilf? The Philadelphia 76ers. That's a real thing, isn't it? Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a team. I, yeah. So it is a sporting franchise. That's it. That's what I was saying. But see, okay. What I was saying was he was... See, that's... See, Paul's he was honing scoping the for argument ladies for the that were 76 Where's Rasta Banana when we need him? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why am I explaining this joke? <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> the idea. <laughs> you see what I was that, trying to do, man. He's looking up older ladies. Ladies that might be 76 years old or more. And maybe, maybe he's looking for one who's in Philadelphia. Isn't it Turns just out busy? Philadelphia 76 would be the search engine thing that would come back. And he'd be like, no, I don't want to know nothing about the sports team. I'm looking for Wrinkle Poon Thunder. I'm trying to find a pussy that was around the time of Roosevelt. Hey. 
No. I want, I want a pussy <laughs> that. No. I want a pussy that like dyke. <laughs> I, I want that. <laughs> I want that marinated beef jerky style. Hey oh, yeah. Oh. A big leathery dish towel slapping back and forth. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough that people around our age are already starting to become grandparents. Man. Well, yeah. I don't need to yeah. think about the stuff that Paul just described. <sighs> He's in a specific window. Yeah. Whatever. So, what other geeky things have happened this week? <laughs> That's the question. Oh, I also finished Deadpool video game. That was pretty How awesome. How is that? I, I it's that was really good? awesome. Was it good? Highly entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It has made me a full-on Deadpool fan. Really? There you go. Yes. Because I he bugs the piss out of me. I know he does. You want to know why he, he bugs the piss out of you? Because he's supposed to be based Spider-Man. on Spider-Man. Yeah. And But just more extreme. Yeah. That was the basis of the character. More extreme? As, as far, far as, as breaking like, the fourth wall. Oh, right. Breaking the fourth that. wall, but also taking the things that, you know, the wisecracking, smart-ass remarks that Peter Parker might say and then yeah. taking them too far. Also, he can shoot webs from many orifices. And he's got swords. He's God got knows swords. you need that. Spider-Man a, with swords. It's excellent. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Spider-Man with swords? Yes. Wow. And he regenerates. Wow. You just and he can teleport. Him. And teleport. Oh, yeah. He is kind of like you know a kid's like dream character. Pretty much. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be like Spider Man, but he's got swords. Poor and, Superman. Uh, he's 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 a little Wolverine too. Poor he Superman. Can yeah, no, but no, Fuck no Superman. kids dream. Exactly. No kids dream. You know, the one like Superman, but with swords. Yeah, Superman with swords. Superman doesn't need a sword. No. Well, D- so, Deadpool doesn't oh, need swords. Superman does. Superman needs something. He's weak. He's weak sauce. Oh, man. He's boring. Oh. Well, there's a sword for a thousand dollars. You know what? We haven't even dropped this, and I'm already hearing Professor Biggs screaming from... <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> he's boring. In researching this week's news, I didn't put this in the news, but they did say that they're going to start making the Superman comic more like the movie, and that Superman will end up killing people. Really? Yeah. That's dumber even. <laughs> But who cares? I mean, I thought that was one of the better parts of Superman. Was that I moral didn't see the dilemma? Movie. No, no, no. I mean, I in, the, in the comic, yeah, that moral right. dilemma of like, I've chose. You know, it's a choice Batman I've made. Batman has that moral dilemma, and he's not boring. Spider-Man has that moral dilemma. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. <laughs> Burp. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the uh, the bad man with uh, Patton Oswalt as? Uh, yes, yes. I asked you that at the convention. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Why Check that out, guys. Done? Check that out, guys. <laughs> I think that's terrible to have Superman killing people because he kills people in the movie. Well, he doesn't. Uh, that's like, the whole thing, isn't it? That's he, the day. Mo- no, day he doesn't. Like, you haven't seen it. He doesn't alert. walk up and crack a guy's neck or anything. But all right, you know, whatever. Well, there was that scene with Kevin Costner that was yeah. that was gruesome. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. When, I when Clark is just here. like, you're not gonna touch me that way ever again. It was a brutal anal raping. Does he give him the business? It was an anal raping for like twelve minutes. 
it's it, really brutal. It wasn't like he meant to. He just kind of squeezed kind of hard, and yeah. damage That's was true. done. That's Damn. true. Does he, he? He grabs a toothpaste and just shoots it through the wall. <laughs> comes in to get breakfast. His well, mom's no, laying goes, on the he floor. He goes to dead hug him around the leg, like you know, like <laughs> kids do, and he just so completely <laughs> pulverizes my Kevin Costner's leg. <laughs> I, I'm liking the the ugly couch show version of Extreme Superman. I yeah. think we could go somewhere with this. It's very close to Deadpool. Everything that he does is he lives in just a broken shack. Everything is broken. He can't control his strength. He can't control his strength. He's so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps eating beans and farting. Exploding stuff when he gets up. Causing the tornadoes in Kansas. Like, where's your toilet? I don't have a toilet. My shit kills toilets. The tornado warning sirens go off. It's not a tornado. It's where I take a shit. I take a shit in that giant hole crater out there. See that? That's my shit crater. That's where I take a dump. If you have to pee, go to the lip of the crater and pee in it. He sneezes and it creates the tornado. Just makes the crater larger. That's right. And on the other end of the crater, there's his name spelled over and over again. Clark, Kalel, Superman. 80 feet deep trenches, spellings of his name. <laughs> Burrowed down to core rock. Nickel. Yeah, nickel. I wonder, does his pee stream, it must be killer, right? It must be like a Niagara wave of, of doom. Well, isn't that the whole reason why he can't breed with Lois? Because he can't pee in her? No, because his... Because oh. the gold shower would be terrible. Wow. <laughs> You're a oh, that's turn not how right. I'm going to go left. He's ejaculate with launcher across the room. <laughs> I, think, I think you're a little confused yeah, yeah. as to how babies are made, Paul. <laughs> oh, believe me. Somebody doesn't know. Somebody in this room. <laughs> I went to public Wait, school. Wait, after all these years? I've been doing it wrong? Oh, boy. Wasn't that part of the uh, the, the mattresses I could have saved? <laughs> Wasn't God that bless part your of the wife. plot line for uh, the the uh, the movie with uh, Will Smith where he's got the uh, yeah the, the original storyline Hancock. Hancock. Thank yeah. you. Hancock was yeah. was a ripoff and of that, the pro. And, and that yeah that there was also somebody who but like he'd killed I someone while Larry having Nevin sex with wrote a wrote a I didn't read the original. He doesn't kill no. anybody. He's getting a something and he blows the roof off of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's doing, or he's jacking it or something. No, it's a girl. There's a girl involved, but yeah, he, he gets her away just in time. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a gentleman. <laughs> sure. He pulled out. In other words, well, so you, there you go. <laughs> pulled out of what? <laughs> Paul, you don't believe him pulling out? <laughs> oh, okay. as evidenced wow, by Jeff. my by my heritage Paul. of children. No, by my brood. No, I, I got no babies. Don't I don't. I don't. No I don't babies. usually believe in pulling out, but I do believe in wrapping that bad weasel up with a gym hat. Hey yo! Like you never go diving. Weasel. You never go diving without a rain slicker on, baby. No glove, no love. No love, exactly. No glove. Diving no love. without a rain slicker. Your, uh, PSA yeah. right there. <laughs> Any other it's diving things, without a wetsuit? <laughs> you should go diving um, in something a little more waterproof than a rain slicker. <laughs> I'm gonna get my galoshes on. I uh, yeah. This rain slicker with this little hoodie. Rain slicker gives Cassie you ducks on the back of the rain slicker. Now I'm gonna go deep sea diving. <laughs> it gives you just enough danger when you put the rain slicker on. Uh, everything is covered. You Jacques, still have a little bit of Jacques Cousteau. Though. I think you needed something a little yeah. more advanced. No, we no, no. Diving no, deep with the rain slickers all the way down. Well, you gotta realize that for Paul, it's Jacques. small enough that all of them are rain slickers. It's small, it's small enough that I only use a single galosh. How about that? <laughs> I see him in a deep diving helmet with someone on the side cranking the crank. <laughs> Paul just swims by in his rain slicker. Yep. <laughs> 
Hey, you guys are going about it all <laughs> wrong. You're, you're, you're paranoid, man. <laughs> you're way overprepared. All you need is a good rain slicker, a couple galoshes. I got the kind that has the foldy, foldy captain buttons. Look at the front. It's pretty. Look, I got the mittens clipped to my sleeves, so I'm not even going to lose See, them. And, and this right here reminds me, when I, I put up that uh, special classic edition of Geek Shock, which reintroduced Tiffany Lemon Square. Oh, right. And we already got comments saying that, wow, more Tiffany Lemon Square. I never thought that would happen. They wanted it. Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? We got comments to ask for Tiffany Lemon yeah. Square? They want it. See, they want it bad. I tell you what. I, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> I know what people need. I know about all, some rain slickers. Four or five of them. Hey, no. dude, four or five written in comments is as good as a thousand requests. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the official is that conversion the, is that rate. The I want to give a special shout out thank you to anyone who asked for her. She will be here at some point during the show. Thank about you that? to whoever you are. Wasn't she just here a second ago? <laughs> No, so that she was, was swimming that around. In the that was I wear. I wear a rain slicker guy, rain which sounded amazingly <laughs> like a lemon slicker. They're not all. They're I not was kind of waiting for be a cousin to, to hear the <laughs> "Wanna get high." <laughs> oh yeah, I was sort of going into tally territory there yeah. too. Don't forget to bring a towel. I have no idea what's going oh, on man. here. You guys, <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. Uh. Did anybody else get to interject on what they did this week? That's who completely we're out of time for that yeah. segment. Because it was they completely dominated by I think the there was a lot of interjection. There yeah, just I know. <laughs> actual commenting. I just don't think anyone did anything it this went week. Off, it went off the rails <laughs> <I did>. early. <laughs> uh, the term putt-putt isn't just a synonym for mini golf, but an actual brand. Right? So, uh, sort of like the uh, Band-Aid and Kleenex get used interchangeably with a bandage and tissue in common vernacular. Apparently, a lot of people who play Minecraft didn't know, as mind, as many golf maps have uh, gotten pretty popular in the past year, and a lot of them are referred to as putt-putt games. Rather than bask in their household name, though, the putt-putt company decided to hit the developers behind Minecraft with a cease and desist order. So, somebody needs to have a talk with them about how the internet works. Uh, Marcus Pearson took to Twitter this morning to show everyone the letter, which he referred to as, quote, the putt-putt being silly. The whole thing is available for viewing on Imager, but here's an excerpt, quote, we feel that Mojang, AB's use of the putt-putt registered trademark name, has benefited Mojang AB to the detriment of putt-putt. Due to the identical nature of the marks at issue, it appears that confusion as to the source and or sponsorship is unavoidable. Accordingly, we require your prompt written assurance that Mojang AB and each and every person, agent, and entity affiliated with Mojang AB will immediately refrain from all use of the putt-putt registered trademark in connection with your business, unquote. In other words, putt-putt just sent him a letter saying, get off my lawn. But they're not idiots. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, that, they're, there's, they're no, there's no there there. Intellectual property is not being trod upon as they may think. Cue all the angry <laughs> fanboy letters. Well, I yeah. think that cease and desist letter has done more damage to the putt putt brand <laughs> right? than uh, it has. Yeah. They can sit well, on a windmill and spin. They, well, what, the, what, what are they damaging? How many viable operating putt putts are there in the nation? Did we do any backup on that? Jeff, to the internet. Well, not only that, well, let's, let's, let's face it. The two people playing uh, 
putt putt on Minecraft. Minecraft are exactly one the person that's not going to go out and play putt putt anyway because they don't go outdoors, and two somebody who's <laughs> really into mini golf and probably would go to a putt putt. <clears throat> well, and also yeah. it's not the it's not the makers of Minecraft yeah, that created a putt putt nope. golf course and yep. said, it's "Hey, come play putt putt within Minecraft," which just shows it was one of the people playing the game that has nothing to do with the company. So the company, right. in no way, is at all which again responsible. it shows that whoever's in charge of putt putt has not entered this area of technology is is still dealing with antiquated ideas on how technology works. They would know this. And what they're really doing is a, is a missing an opportunity. If you've got someone that's giving your brand attention, whether it's not direct attention, you've got an opportunity to get them directly involved. I sure. think I think that's a big point. Is in the new the new century, the idea of brand dilution really has to be rewritten. The uh, those those MBA classes, that particular one hundred and one, really has to be rewritten yeah. because right alongside the trademark. Know, yeah, because yeah. it's so, like it, I don't, law. I I don't know. I mean, if you're aggressive, I can understand the whole idea of protecting trademarks, in terms of when people aggressively go after you for some kind of, you know. But this is quite obviously not that. Wait, when it gets you aggressively for some kind of butt. Okay, well, no, but so you know, like butt butt. But yeah. if butt butt now, now butt, I butt, own butt butt. butt. No, but if butt, nobody butt, better no. come and try and do butt butt. So here comes the uh, next question. Uh, 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 show ball still goes in hole. Jeff's got a question. Same concept. Ball still goes in hole. So so here comes the next question. There are two registered putt putt trademarks. There is the putt putt fun center fun fun centers registered trademark. And then there is the Putt-Putt collection of children's adventure and puzzle game, computer games, created by Humongous. So who, who, which one of those is the one that sued them is the question. I I I think it would be the first one. The the Putt-Putt family fun centers? Yeah. Yeah. But if Putt-Putt were smart, they would say, okay, people are making Putt-Putt golf courses on Minecraft. Hey, guys on Minecraft. Here's an official one. Here's a competition. Design the best putt putt course, and we'll make it in real life. Hey, yeah, just really come idea. play the yeah. putt putt Minecraft they course. They would get so much yeah. business if they put that oh, shit IRL. Huge. No kidding. Yeah. Just just get on a putt putt band Minecraft bandwagon. There are people yeah. whose yeah. dream in life is to shoot a golf ball between the legs of a creeper. Yeah, that is their dream. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wait, is that, this, this stuff doing your butt butt again? Are we still sure. talking about Minecraft? Well, it can work either way. <laughs> is it Nickel Knight all of a sudden? Is this something from Butt like Nickel Knight again. I'm, wait a minute. <laughs> a creeper is pretty phallic. So it <laughs> works are, for Butt Butt. I, want, I saw one at Comic-Con. I'm you're like, like, that's you're like what is that green penis? I was like, that's a penis. What is that? What is that green penis with a mouth on it coming at me? That's those creepers things. Yeah. Creeper, yeah. It looks like a green penis. Well, it's called a creeper. A green penis would be referred to as a creeper, I think. Well, or just maybe just creepy. Yeah. Or a victim of the dreaded poison ivy from the Batman franchise. <laughs> she got you, didn't she? You went there. <laughs> or now you, you, now you got a now green Now you got dick. the creeper. Now you got <laughs> the creeper. <laughs> oh, the yeah, creeper. It's not as bad as the spikes, but it's pretty <laughs> bad. It's bad. not as bad as the spikes. Nothing's as bad as the spikes. Yeah, well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> Just stay away from Silesia. She'll give it to you every time. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. That's some inside baseball, bitches. Nintendo boss Satoru Iwata. Thank you. Satoru Iwata has confirmed that the company has canceled its plans to release the Wii Vitality Sensor. 
So, so <laughs> eight years later, they come out and say this. Give me a goddamn break. Yeah. Nintendo announced the device back in 2009 as a heartbeat sensor. The company planned to use the data the device would gather on the uh, player to create a more immersive and relaxing experience. Quote, we could not get it to work as we expected, and it was a, a narrower app- application than we had originally thought. Yeah. We would like to launch it into the market if technology advancements enable 999 out of 1,000 people to use it without any problems, Uh, not only 90 out of 100 people, unquote. Out of 1,000, you mean? That's what I meant. That's what I said. 90 out of 1,000. Actually, 90 out of 100 is what they, that's the quote. Interesting. (laughs) So they'd rather have 999 out of 1,000 have it work. Right, instead of and, and 90 out of 100. And only 90 Which out of 100. A, a significant Which I think, they wow, were that's, 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 a big, that's a big change. But I think, and they probably only have a select group of 100 there as well. well it's because nice it'd probably more be like three people out of 100 would care about this. Well, care is a whole other <laughs> issue. Still yeah. has well, what they want is people to buy quality. it. So. All right. All right. Weekend geek! Hey, guess what? <laughs> You're right. Clearly, we don't give a shit about that. Everybody <laughs> did. Nobody did. Yep. <laughs> although, the although reason, and that's stupid. I mean, that's weird. The whole thing, like relaxing. The only thing that was going to be fun was like hooking it up to you when you're playing Resident Evil and shit like that. That was going to be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, or if you really, that'd be a cool idea. Yeah. If you're really into the working out stuff with the Wii, and if the Connect stuff is to be believed, they apparently yeah. can do that with the Connect. Yeah. Whatever. Well, there's yeah. actually an interesting side note. Uh, the Connect for Windows development package is supposed to be coming out um, fairly soon. Um, I don't wait, know wait, 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 wait. The old one? No, this is for the new one. You're not supposed to be able to use the new one in any way. No, the new one, you, the, can't, uh, you can't use the three, the Xbox One without the, the Connect. But they're releasing a separate version for PCs. Because I don't know if you're familiar with the last one. The sensor combination was so successful. Yeah, with all kinds of for, homebrew stuff. Yeah, homebrew stuff and professional co development. I read that Microsoft was putting the kibosh on that for this new. No, they've already um, have they? they've already oh, taken well, signups for the development kit because this sensor is way more advanced. But what's interesting is um, they were talking about the potential for it and being able to read um, physiological changes in the the human body. And Wiener it would be a lot hardness. Like <laughs> It would be a lot like the bio beds from Star Trek, where you sit under the sensor and it is Im- immediately able to take multiple readings of your. He's got a signs. raging bone on, Jim. I can't, I've never seen a cock like this. I thought it was fascinating, green. but apparently nobody else did. His so. cock is green, on. Jim. He must God have killed with poison Cooper. ivy. God damn yeah. it, Jim! I'm not a prostitute. I'm a doctor. <laughs> it's not that it wasn't fascinating. It's that it just got grasped upon. <laughs> <laughs> no, just when when you tell me that robots are going to look at my junk and tell me what's going on, that's where my brain goes. He didn't say look at your he junk. He said he had, physiology. He never but, talked about well, it. But that, obviously, that's, yeah, that's really. where you take it. In your mind, any, Paul, any mention of physiology yeah, just goes straight that to That was penis. it, Paul. It's... It, you, you basically just said, hey, when, you know, I'm talking about sticking in a prostitute and blowing my load across her back and donkey punching her. That's where I'm going to go. No, that's where you went from physiology. <laughs> so I was in a hospital. Quit talking about my penis. <laughs> I have different trigger words. Clearly. Physiology lead to penis. All of them lead to pe- pretty oh. much everything leads to penis <laughs> or shitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. Yeah, dick ass fart. Dick ass fart, baby. A jingling ling. Now, for most people in this room, this will probably still be in the news. Don't give a shit to get about category, but somebody out there probably does. Metallica. 
will appear for the first time ever at Comic-Con in San Diego <laughs> with special live performance <laughs> and Hall H panel on Friday, July 19th in support wow. of their new 3D feature film, Metallica Through the Never. Through the Never? The band will perform an intimate private concert at a secret location in San Diego. Boy, if you ever needed confirmation that Comic-Con is dead. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're probably well, going to be performing. is dead. Well, uh, yeah, I guess they're, they're making three movies. They're attending each other's funeral there. Yeah, yeah. Weird. It'll probably be on the, 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 the deck of the USS Midway. That's where all the secret concerts seem to be lately. Which, by the way... I know I've said this before, but if you haven't been to that museum, it's worth checking. Out. Oh, it's fantastic! It's I amazing. Mean, it'll take. Is that you... where Cher filmed that video for Turn Back Time? No, no, no. that was on the USS Missouri. <laughs> Jeff, no, like <laughs> without a beat, like he knew it. Like, oh man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, the reason I know, I know, I know that. The reason you know that is because the Missouri was never the same. Remember, <laughs> remember the movie Under Siege? <laughs> the whole state was ruined, not to mention the ship. If I could turn back to home. I got a 50 caliber gun stuck in my twizzy. Woo! What? Everybody remembers the movie, that movie Under Siege with Steven Seagal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was for, that was filmed on the U.S. in Missouri. <laughs> it was filmed what? On the same It was filmed ship. on the Missouri. And I remember looking up info on the Missouri, and on the little footnotes, it said film, things filmed on the Missouri was the share video and the... It said, it said, film left on the Missouri. Residue from share video. <laughs> oh. Filmed on the Missouri. Film left on the Missouri. Share video. Hey, be careful you don't slip in my film after I leave. <laughs> That's what happened to Sonny. He slipped in my film and hit a tree. <laughs> oh. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, we just can't get that film off the ship. <laughs> but yes, you are right. Uh, if you everybody goes, yes. anybody, anybody goes is a great place. Diego, Go see it. Hot cha cha cha. <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jeff. I'm trying to kill it for you because it, the horse is dead. <laughs> this puppy ain't, ain't ain't racing again. I don't know. We're certainly <laughs> laughing at his legs. Oh, God bless Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, funny thing is, is we don't even know where their concert uh, is. Yeah. The first time I've ever enjoyed Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had said it before, but this time I mean it. Weekend Geek! Weekend hey. Okay, uh, here is the official description of a piece from the Heroes Ordinary Becomes Extraordinary <laughs> Exhibition. A description of a piece for you. <laughs> you About <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> when you did, don't you? You did earlier with the <laughs> dish rags so we can move That's on. That's right. <laughs> that, is, that is my claim to fame as far as horrendous metaphors go. The leathery dish towel. <laughs> TM for famous Paul. Uh, <laughs> TMTFP. Yeah, TMTMI. <laughs> Heroes, Ordinary, Bec Ordinary Becomes Extraordinary exhibition at the S1 Art Space in Sheffield, England. Uh, Stoneface Sculpture. Uh, this is the uh, description of it. Andrew Vickers will display a piece of his latest work, The Paper Boy, inspired by the artist's fascination with the mystical and made from rare collection of recycled comic books. 
His work embarks on a change from his usual media of natural stone using metals and reclaimed stuffs, but revisits the familiar female form in the unveiling of a new sculpture, Earth, and a reworking of Naked, a stone sculpture war memorial redisplayed on canvas in digital print form, alongside a number of more recognizable superhero facades timelessly captured in stone, unquote. What the artist didn't know was that the collection of comics, which he found in a dumpster, included some very rare and collectible gems. He only found out when comic fan uh, Steve Ayer saw the uh, sculpture and recognized the value of some of the titles. Quote, First of all, I thought fantastic, as visually it's a beautiful thing, but as I walked around it, certainly on the inside right leg, there was a cover of Avengers number no. 1, oh, which Christ. was published in 1963 wow. and is well worth over 10,000 pounds. Then I started looking, and there are six comics on this that together would be worth, even in the condition you can see, over 20,000 pounds. Wow. So, so he like, found this this group of comics in the trash, but used, it for, of, used it for art. That's kind of apropos. I mean, yeah, certainly. But at the same time, let's check hope, your materials. Let's hope you're passionate about your art, because if it's not worth... What, what do you say, 20,000? Well, if fanboys are approaching your it is now. flying, there's an issue. Well, they were <laughs> well, in depends. a dumpster. It's, it's, yeah. it's still an yeah. homage to they were someone in a dumpster. threw them out. So now, yes. they're, now they have a second life, and they've increased the value for the remaining copies. This is, that is true. That and that's the thing. They were that's in a dumpster. The, that's the big They would question. have been ground into nothing, probably. They would have been thrown in a landfill. One man's trash, that's another man's come up. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, so. Thank you, Macklemore. <laughs> So now they at least they didn't go to waste, and they will be forever on display. Yeah, and they're they're in a, a new piece form. of art now. Yeah. But, they're, but it's still before, sad. But no, so they're, 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 they're not they're not graded on a slab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? Encase them in plastic and never see them again anyway? I got so many comics I never get to look at because I have to keep them. I don't have space to put them all up yet. One day, mm-hmm. wallpaper. Yeah, not as wallpaper. No, as in wallpaper. sleeves. <laughs> yeah, that's how I had my room as a kid. I had uh, uh, almost three hundred comic books on my walls as a kid. Uh, I've seen that room in many, many forms. It's a good yep. room. Yeah. Sequentially, all five Spider-Man books that were being published at the time, I had them all That's up there. That's not easy to do. It was not easy to do. But that, but, but then when you're 13, you don't have a whole lot else to That's do. True. That's true. Responsibility-free Paul had lots of time on his hands. Man, it's impressive you, you didn't cut them up and like, create a collage. No. The wall collage. I've got... Dude, I don't... Well, the only thing I cut up was my old He-Man... Card backs, but this is what oh, a that's fucking collector I was. Mm. I still have all my He-Man card backs from when I was eight years old. I used to clip the top off because you know it had the mm-hmm. the description of the character in a in a, a little mural. Yeah, I've got all of those. Nice. And then I would clip up all the back art and cut them into little pieces of the the individual figures, oh, like really? tiny little collectible. Oh wow! Yeah, I had a huge box full of that shit. I'm insane. You, you, little, yeah. <laughs> insane in the brain. And this piece of news just killed me. Uh, Ryan Davis, co-founder of Giant Bomb, a website about video games and one of the best uh, video game podcasts out there, the Bombcast, uh, passed away uh, July 3rd. And uh, if you're not familiar with him, go go check him out. His voice was so distinct in the yeah. podcasting community and in the video game community overall. Um, once you heard the voice, you knew it, you recognized it, and his style of how he did his podcast had a direct effect on how we do ours. And, Absolutely. And the good change that we've made throughout the years mm-hmm. with just listening to how well they did theirs. Um, I've been listening to Giant Bombcast for 
just over two years solid, I'd say, consistently. And uh, yeah, one of my favorite things to listen to, one of my top podcasts, uh, some of the uh, them and Player One podcasts, kind of the only guys that I 100% trust opinion-wise when it comes to video games. Because they don't they don't beat around the bush. And they're super passionate about all of it. And uh, yeah, it's a great listen. Go back and listen to some of their stuff. Giantbomb.com. Check them out. Great website. I've just recently gotten into the Giant Bombcast uh, podcast, and I really enjoyed it. <coughs> His voice is definitely uh, going to be missed. Dang. He's the glue, man. Yeah. It's it was, Tuesday. Uh, if that yeah. means something to you, then mm-hmm. yeah. So so very uh, that I cried. Yep, when I found out, I did. I, just, I broke down. It's very sad. And I, I, you know, we we talk about you know the passing of, of many a, a a stalwart in science fiction, fantasy, mm-hmm. video games, and this is the first one that actually just got me well, in the heart. And this is the beginning, right? Like he's one of the first big podcast names to pass, and not the only, but one of the first big ones, and certainly within our nerd community, one of the first big ones to pass, and. It's a different age. The connection that you make listening to someone week in and week out is much more intimate, much different from just seeing them once in a film or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you got and especially with the Bombcast guys, because those of you who have listened to, to their show, mostly for many of the episodes, the first 40 minutes to an hour could easily devolve into discussions of food. Yeah. And many times did. Or, and, or, or home ownership and drywall. Oh, yeah, yeah whatever. But <laughs> they, they recently had a discussion about uh, uh, infestation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they would just, you know, they it was a window to who they truly were. They had a good long bomb cast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And their shows would last three hours long. Three hour long casts, which is great, which is, I think, a, a part of the reason maybe why we're pushing our length a little bit more and more. Because I love those long podcasts. I love it. Uh, gets me through. But I, I think that's also why radio is still around. You would think it would be gone by now. But there's that but intimacy. An, and it connection. is an intimacy. Mm-hmm. And now with a podcast, you have to search it out. You can't. Yeah. It's harder to find. So there's a stronger connection because you found it through a friend's suggestion or whatever. It's right. like finding music from an independent band that you didn't. You know what I mean? It's a there's a sense of ownership thing. that you have. And so yeah, it's a very personal connection. It's, yep. It's really, it can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg Proops talks about a, a lot about that whole connection too on his podcast. If you're not listening to Greg Proops' podcast, yeah. smartest man in the world, also brilliant podcast. But when, and I was ta- I don't know who I was talking to about it, but with like film, as Jeff would know, uh, sound is very important in film because an audience will forgive visual things much longer than they will sound problems. Be and my buddy was saying because visual happens in front of you, but sound is inside, inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels like it's inside of you. And so it bothers you more quickly when it's off, you know, so. That's yeah. a, well, that was a, an interesting point that got brought up with uh, Star Trek Nemesis. The si- sound design for Nemesis had taken uh, completely away from the established sound effects and sound design of all the previous films. And so on a subconscious level with a lot of people, it, that was another them. problem with the movie that they couldn't quite figure out why they hated it. Interesting. And, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, but I'm no, just saying, I was just, I was confirming, yeah, it, 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 it's a visceral it, you don't response. always understand why something is bothering you mm-hmm. because it's right. such a subtle little thing with sound design. And I've noticed it with yeah. some movies that that's why I like them too. Like the yeah. first, the first Born movie, the sound in that. Oh, I mean, you yeah. see it in a theater, really was like, it was really effective. It was oh, yeah, really powerful. Like the 
violence. Yeah, when they had, fall down, when they fall down that uh, yeah. stairwell, even yeah, though it's a gunfire, it and terrible. it's like it was one of the first movies where it, it just like it really was kind of jarring. Yeah. Yeah. In an action movie, you'd be jarred by the yeah. sound mm-hmm. of action. But that, I, but that, Ryan's Ryan's voice, no, but Ryan's voice, he that was it. It was very comforting. It was he was a great moderator, and they've already said so much on the on the Giant Bomb website that it's a void that's going to be. It, probably impossible to fill. I wish them all the best in the future. Uh, I know they'll recover somehow. It's j- I just mean you know, my heart breaks for them. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's going to be a different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be a different show now. Yeah. I mean, clearly too young, but um, too early. But was he a young man? 34, dude. Yeah. 34. Oh, five yeah. days married. He oh. got married five days ago. He was on his honeymoon. It's the it's the ultimate in tragic story. It's super sad. Nobody knows the exact details. That's I don't, don't even want to speculate. To. Just very sad. Sudden and untimely to the max. Can I just, we don't need to know the details. No. I, I, I was... I get tired. Like why? Nobody we, knows the details, what, and, and who cares? Yeah, yeah it but doesn't why, matter. Why do we need to know the details? Done. I yeah. don't yeah. get that obsession with having to know exactly... He, he passed. Well, you know. Prism knows. <laughs> and that's enough comfort for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You hear that, big brother? I oh. love you. Oh, they hear it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they hear it. Fuck yeah. yeah, they do. Imagine being the guy at the NSA that has to listen to this bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's probably he's, got the cherry seat. He's <laughs> There's a he's fucking a line. Fan. Yeah, just, he's a fan. We just flagged a new podcast. It's called Geek Shock. <laughs> I, I'll take Ooh, can I listen? Can I listen I'll to that one? that one? I'll yeah. take that one. <laughs> I, I got that one. <laughs> yeah. It's this like that. I love that meme running around Facebook. With the, they're like a bunch of different pictures, but it's always some little kids talking to Obama. Like, my dad says you're spying on us, and Obama's like, he's not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. Here's some good news. A 24-year-old 20, uh, Luke Jr., who works as a security guard. He's also a bit of a uh, hero in Sheffield, South York. Again, this, this Sheffield is in it's the news. Sheffield's week. Yeah. Wow. Uh, as a teenager, he earned the nickname Superman when he pulled two men from a car accident. Did he but, fly around then? But that was only the beginning. Is he boring? Junior super career. <laughs> Does he walk around in his underwear Does he pee in a crater? <laughs> does he pee in a crater? Does he, shit, does he shit in a big hole in the backyard? You see the Grand Canyon? That was me. That was me. That was me having the diarrhea. That was me and Taco Bell having it out. Mano y mano. That's why they have the Taco Grande. <laughs> that's why That's why those donkeys are, ca- are called burros. They're named after the burrito that was found at the bottom of that canyon from where I crapped out a whole burrito. Uh, burrito? You mean the bean roll? The bean roll, the burrito. Put some ketchup on that bean roll, would you? Oh, that's some good oh, bean God. roll. Make sure you got plenty of corn and che- uh, peas in there. Yep. <laughs> Oh, berry style. <laughs> berries and carrots. Berry yep. style. Peas and carrots. Excuse me. Peas yeah, and carrots. Be- berry style has peas, carrots, and a bunch of man lady hair. <laughs> oh, oh I don't want this. Take it back. Oh, oh, oh. And then they, after they put the ketchup on it, do they dip it in ranch dressing, too? Mm, oh, yes. God. Why do fucking people put ranch dressing on every goddamn thing? <laughs> Oh, Paul, oh, damn you. Here, you let pressed me, 
Let Just me slather like that with ketchup and ranch dressing. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Now that's a good steak. That's Ugh. been brewing for a while. <laughs> and, and, we, <laughs> and, buddy, and we got there from diarrhea carving out the Grand Canyon. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've seen enough ranch dressing, you know what that shit really yeah, there is. There you go. I mean, I agree. I, wanna, I don't know why people I want to ruin the flavor there. of this by drowning it in ketchup and I ranch agree, dressing. How, ma- how, many, how many times a day, Jeff, when you're serving, does that come up? Many, how many? Can we it's have some ranch dressing? dressing? I can't count the dude, number of people times. People still ask for ranch on All the, the regular. Oh, you gotta All be kidding time, me, dude! Are people crazy? Like, people are like, crazy. <laughs> we, are we, okay, like everything comes with like ketchup on the side. The ramekin, yeah. It's like a two ounce ramekin of ketchup. Plenty of ketchup. Most people know like the average bottle of ketchup is about eight ounces. I get, can, can I get a couple more ketchup? And I'm like sitting there in my head going, they're not even gonna use it, but I gotta bring it for them anyway. Do they bring it? Do they? Use I it? bring it. Do they use it? No, they don't. Because it's still, it's that whole it's perception thing. Yeah, they don't, it's that they don't. perception thing. They, they think, oh, this is a very small amount of ketchup. I am going to use more than this. Very rarely do they even get into the second one. So, guys, but on a, yeah, on a side ranch note, dressing on everything. On a side note, this was something I saw on something. I don't know what it was. But anyway, blew my fucking mind. I don't know if we've uh, talked <laughs> about this before. All right. All right. It's a little vague. You know when you go to Wendy's. Or any other, or a couple, Wendy's specifically. Wendy's Dunster, New York. Okay. A couple, yeah, a couple others of restaurants that have those little cups for the ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The squeeze it or peel it open for dip it. No, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, no. you're talking about the, oh, the, the, little, the little, little, little white, the yeah, little white paper cups. cups. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guess what? Oh, boy. We have been using these fucking things all wrong. You expand them. You don't fill that small space. You pull at them, and it will open and blossom into a larger surface Are, with no holes. I swear to Christ, oh you will God, flip did out. Five year old teach you that? No. Are you, you kidding you, me, Paul? You, of you've course. Done this whole time. I did yes. This. I used to fill it up with a square. Oh my God. I don't. I used to have to do like three or four of them, and now <laughs> I'm gonna do oh, just one. You don't normally need that much ketchup for anything. I do. You're I talking to you. Paul, Jeff. You're talking to I Jeff. I don't like ranch, but I love ketchup. But this but life hack. Let me, let me give you an example here, folks. One day, Paul and I—it was back when he was on the old apartment. We we had got uh, food from uh, Jack in the Box. We get back to his place. Damn. He takes a full ass bottle of ketchup out of the refrigerator, and does not just squirt a little bit on his fries. He emptied half the fucking bottle onto the uh, the wax paper wrap. That he had just dumped his fries out yeah. on. This is how much ketchup Paul uses. So I love ketchup. Just to give you, an, but you know, something to associate this with. George Burns, that's what kept him alive. Cigars and ketchup. I hey, don't st- think that's what kept him alive. <laughs> okay, look it up. <laughs> no, it's a little known fact. Jeff, last 30 years of his life, that's all he ate was cigars and ketchup. Nothing else. <laughs> Jeff, you and your fucking science, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like me some ketchup, but uh, I've cut back significantly, but I still love it. Oh, I've got a ketchup. But, but but. ketchup. So breaking news here, hey, whenever you take those doubt, little paper things the and you, open, you them up, open them up, you have a larger surface to add more ketchup on. That's just don't amazing. open them up all the way, and then you get that flat surface. That yeah, you can't go up. all the way. Come on, <laughs> don't go, don't go full. Don't go flat. <laughs> you never go full flat. <laughs> A flat. Sur- I mean, that just just pour it in your hand for fuck's sake. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I've been pouring it in my hand all these years, and I didn't know I could just spread out the paper thing and pour it in there. <laughs> Damn! I thought you just put your mouth under the. 
the nozzle. Oh, yeah, he pumped he does it right that in, too. and then you get to the table, <laughs> and then you spit it out like a bird. I yeah, thought that's what I, you did. Yeah, it's birding it. catch it out like a bird. That's not what you do. With <laughs> the, that's what I thought the <laughs> pump was for. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong all these years. I feel <laughs> terrible. Wait a minute. Since when have you used the little cups? Don't you normally just like pour it out on the tray and then pump it all? I over do the usually. Top I don't pour. I pour it on it. I don't pour ketchup on stuff except burgers. I pour it onto its own river spot. It gets its own it's little, a little lake, puddle, little and lake. then I get to dip later from it. You yes. like yes. to dip. I You're a dipper. dipper. Yeah. Hey, I think that's a lovely tribute to the man who just passed away, since you said they would often go down a road of talking about food for 40 minutes. Precisely right. So that's what I'm how saying. All right. I'm sorry if I bored anybody, but for the three people whose mind got as fucking expanded as I mind <laughs> you're fucking well expanded like those little cups. Just I mean, seriously, I never it was did it. Like, wow. I never did it, but I always knew it was possible. I had no goddamn idea. Yeah. And when I started doing it the other day, I was over at Pink's. They yeah. opened a Pink's hot doggery oh, over they? at uh, the Red Rock. And the first Pink's hot dog I'd had, quite good. And I did it there, and I was like, wow, I have just. I, it's a new world. Mind blown. <laughs> so there's this guy from Sheffield. <laughs> they, Sheffield. They, Luke Jr. Saved two kids. Nick, when he so, a.k.a. Superman. Superman. Nicknamed saved, Superman because he saved two guys in a car accident. Saved two oh, guys oh, that's when right. he was that's a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how we yeah. got to expanding <laughs> catch-up. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a journey. That's an impressive journey there. <laughs> now, recently, while dressed as Superman for a charity fundraiser, Oh, boy. He witnessed a thief running out of a nearby shop. Oh, no. That's when Junior leapt into action. He latched onto the thief after the criminal had escaped a number of the shop's workers. Says Junior, quote, He tried to run away from the manager, so I grabbed him again and he was kicking off. Then I ended up physically restraining him against a window, unquote. The police were quickly on the scene to take the thief away. As the crowd cheered on Junior for his bravery, someone actually cranked up the Superman theme song. <laughs> and then Putt Putt promptly served them with a cease and desist order for their trademark violation. The ghost of Jerry Siegel popped out of the ground <laughs> screaming. <laughs> so, a real live badass situation. Yeah. It was probably better than the, the Superman. current Superman film. Oh. 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 Yeah, let's get that CCTV oh. and put that in some theaters. <laughs> <laughs> all the cell phone camera videos. So, who all has seen the Superman movie here? Everybody, oh, everybody, everybody, everybody but me? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. hands up if you enjoyed it. Woo, I loved it. Really? Yeah, yeah it was all right. I enjoyed oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. So only one hater. All right. Yep. And it's, it's I, I, I don't I mean, really. I don't hate it. I just was not bowled over hey, by it like I everybody. I hate it too. I don't I'm know. telling you, You're go to go it. to Red Letter Media and watch their their I review of it. I want to do it, but well, I can't. Well, when you when once you've seen it, watch that yeah. review and and pretty much everything they say in there is exactly how. Well, I there are a lot of people that have a lot of issues with it. I but sure. I'm not enough of a fan of no. the, the comments. Also, I feel like Red Letter Media is is kind of to the point now where. They've gotten so much success from tearing something down. That's, that's what their they're thing. Do. They're pushing for that's it. That's their thing. They, well, and so and, and that's enjoyable and like that's that. fine. Sure. But go to a, go to a movie with with a little bit of suspended disbelief. Well, I did. I went enjoy, to it. But I they like the they like movies from time to time, though. But I, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't do. see the they review till weeks after I would seen yeah. the film, and I was sure. I was still analyzing what what it was that just you know because I I went with a friend and he was just like oh my god wasn't it so good and I'm like eh. He's like, what do you mean? Uh, I'm like, it was okay. It was the first Superman film that had battles that are Superman epic as they should be. Okay. I agree with that. I'd definitely give you that. Yeah. Well, Zack Snyder knows how to film some fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. It was, I mean. Yeah, sucker I, punch excluded. It's well, guess, ridiculous yeah. to put this in the same, sucker but it was punch so much better than that. 
Superman stunning. Returns yeah, thing. It's the best Bjork Whatever video the hell ever that made. Was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fans all over the world were saddened when acclaimed sci-fi author Ian M. Banks announced in April that he was dying of gallbladder cancer and likely had a year, uh, less than a year to live. Among them was Dr. Jose Luis Galanche, a astrom- astronomer at the International Astro- Astronomical Union Minor Planet Center, MPC, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, who met Banks at a book signing while in graduate school and quickly became a fan of his work. Quote, when I heard of his sickness, I immediately asked myself what I could do for Mr. Banks, Galanche wrote in the MPC blog, and the answer was obvious, give him an asteroid. Naming an asteroid after Banks instead of, say, Crater on the Moon is particularly fitting because Banks' culture series of sci-fi novels often featured hollowed-out asteroid called Rocks, used for living quarters and faster-than-light travel. Galanche's hope was that uh, was to get the asteroid's name change approved while Banks was still alive so he could enjoy the honor. Unfortunately, the Committee for Small Body Nomenclature, which is responsible for the names of asteroids, didn't approve the request until June 23rd, two weeks after Banks passed away. He didn't live to see it, but Banks is now part of space forever. If you look up, at, look up his asteroid on the MPC's website, the description of the name is as follows. N.M. Banks, 1954 to 2013, was a Scottish writer best known for the culture series of science fiction novels. He also wrote fiction as Ian Banks, an evangelical atheist and lover of whiskey. He scorned social media and enjoyed writing music. He was also an extra in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Aww. So, nice. Forever cool. in the sky. Big recommendation for the culture novels. <clears throat> I was wondering if you read Part of the, part wrote, of the space those. opera renaissance, where um, it's actually a, a, the kind of a serious approach socially and culturally to science fiction, but in the grand space opera tradition of galaxy-spanning empires and faster-than-light travel. And, and like you said, the, the rocks, I mean, literally ideas like hollowing out an asteroid and putting a drive on it to make it a faster-than-light craft or, and, and, or even things even bigger. So, yeah. You know, this is not a knock, but it does not surprise me that you've read those because I, I, if anybody here has not read a series by one of the people in an article we talk about, it's, it's, it's awesome that you have usually read those and are very knowledgeable in those. I so try. I, I'm glad when you're here because like when he reads about an, art, uh, uh, an author or you know, an artist that I'm not familiar with, I know that you're there with the you know, summary. <laughs> That, that, that's pretty much my place in Vegas, Jeff, is I fill the holes you haven't been to. <laughs> <laughs> With a crater turd. That's what she said. Zoinks. Watch out. Your dick's going green. <laughs> oh, no. I don't to know. get more reviews like that, watch The Ugly Couch Show. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to feel about this next piece of news. Uh-oh. As uh, in whether or not you give a shit about it? Not, no, I give a shit, but I don't know if it's good news. Okay. Epic's Games senior producer Chris Wynn is leaving Epic Games to serve as senior development director on the next Mass Effect title at BioWare. Wynn started working at Epic in August of last year. He served as lead producer of Gears of War 3 and senior producer of Gears of War Judgment. <laughs> Which are the worst in the series. Yeah. yeah. I don't and, care about those games. And yeah. that's, I really terrible. do care about Mass Effect, that, but... That's why I'm concerned. Mass Effect... It's Mass Effect has been moving more and more toward a action RPG versus its yeah. RPG roots. And... I hope this means it doesn't go further in that direction, which yeah. it probably will. 
Because what? Bioware is owned by EA, right? Yeah. yeah. And EA, EA does all the does do that with their series. They yeah. did that with Dead Space. They uh, started as a great horror. I, and, I'll never play three, man. I'll never play it because one and two were too good, and, and three and, is apparently a piece of shit. And it's more. I've heard it's, it's devolving okay. more and more toward an action franchise. I've heard it's okay if you play it multiplayer. If you do like okay. two two people at a time, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun co op experience. But that's not. That's, that's not, not what, what it's for. Dead not Space Dead Space, for, man. Yeah. No. It's yeah. fucking scary alone. Dead Space 2 was really good. One was great. Oh, fuck them. So, so that's happening. But that's happening across the board. Yeah. Speaking of Giant Bomb, I was just listening to an older episode from a couple weeks back where they were doing some recap on, on uh, E3. They were mentioning this same trend happening with the new uh, Dead Rising. Oh yeah, yeah. The changes yeah. that are going on—they're yeah. abandoning the core of it, and you know, it, and it's like, why are you trying to appeal? You're trying to broaden your audience, but you're gonna at the same time completely uh, alienate alienate the people that got you there. Well, plus well, you lose the elements of that game that make that game special. Exactly. Well, and you think the, it, eventually all games are gonna look the same. The bigger thing too here with this is, uh, I guess, uh, Dead Rising was pretty much done as far as Capcom was concerned. Okay. This this. Incarnation, this third game, has been pretty much bankrolled by Microsoft to be a launch title for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to remember that it's this is a Kenji and Afune joint. This was the guy behind Mega Man who came up with Dead Rising. He has since parted ways with Capcom. Not amicably so. They do not like in endearing themselves or showing any reverence to any property he ever had anything to do with. So, of course, they're going to try and mangle it and turn it into something different just to spite him. Hmm. And... You try and fuck with a game's mechanics just to show something to its original creator who happens to be a super genius, and you can't help but fuck yourself. That was my thought. Thoughts. Okay. I was like, guys, that's Capcom, because uh, anybody realize it's the fucking 30th anniversary, or not, no, it's 25th anniversary of Mega Man? No, nope. Nope. Because nobody's saying Exactly, because they're not saying a goddamn thing. It's Capcom's keeping on. The, the closest thing they're doing to a celebration is they're putting the, 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 the first Mega Man games on the uh, 3DS to download. Which is Capcom which is or is that good. Nintendo? That's uh, both, but Capcom yeah. is putting them on there. But yeah. Is, they, this, is this increase in blending action into other titles, is this due to the, the non traditional gamer? Uh, factor where you're having you know such success bringing people that were not traditionally gamers into uh, console gaming because of like titles like Call of Duty and Madden and and so forth. I think it's is there, and this is just my opinion mm-hmm. that it's the uh, Call of Dutyification. Yep, yeah, that's precisely of, what I was of video say. gaming the, that, the that you got Call of Duty, that. which is the pinnacle of money making video games, and it sells as far as consoles go. It sells ridiculous yeah. numbers, of and, and continues to do so on a monthly units. basis. Yeah, and so. I think all these people are saying, well, we have all these IPs. Let's make see if we Call can make them Call of Duty to get those gamers over to our game. So, yeah. It blew my mind. I was in Fry's last week and went to the Xbox 360 section, and they had literally, it was like a single title, three or four deep, in alphabetical order on each shelf. And there were like maybe three racks worth of games. So they had already pared back dramatically the number of titles that they carried anyway. But I get down to C, and Call of Duty took up an entire shelf yeah. by itself. 
at least five or six copies deep, and then went on to the next shelf for the first slot. Damn. I was just, I'm, I was blown away. I'm like, why are there so many copies it, it of this? It used to be that here? some people would buy a console just to play Madden. Yeah. Some people buy that. a console just to play that, or sometimes that in Madden, and but nothing else. Yeah. yeah. These I got the- my first Xbox because of Halo. I got my 360 because of Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many other games do you have? Not many. My pile is generally large S from my video gaming friends getting yeah. me gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out and bought, I think, for myself on uh, gift cards like uh, Kingdom of Amalur last okay. year. But otherwise, I got Skyrim. I've got... Um, uh, Bioshock. I've Were you got, able to trade in that Skyrim? I haven't. <laughs> Last week, dude, I got sick as a dog. We don't need. Oh to, yeah. We don't need to talk, talk about, about the Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon yeah. that happened at oh, Kirsten's house. Hey-o. But yeah, so I haven't oh, been able sorry. to go out. But I'll I'll get there. Cool. I'll get there. Yeah. But but back to the original point. That's why I'm there, and I mm-hmm. get endless hours out of my Call of Duty because mm-hmm. I'm always calling up. The uh, and now I'm not even playing online. I just call up, uh, you know, the latest one especially because you can play multiplayer with bots. I don't ever have to go out and encounter the quote-unquote pre-masturbating racists. Yep. For my <laughs> for my multiple player gaming. They are insane out there. So scary. Yeah. I think so. it's also kind of reflective of like what we've been talking about with Hollywood and how it's blockbusters. Everybody's trying yes. to make a blockbuster. Yep, it is. And yeah. when you try to make a blockbuster, you're playing to the lowest common denominator. You're trying to get everyone interested. And, and you can s- only make so many and blockbusters a year because yeah. all your that's resources where the big go money into is. it. And so it's well, become big money. And all yeah. you're worried about is big money and independent, smaller ideas and less. Well, everything is independent now except it. for like five movies a year. That's crazy. And it, and it kills me because they, they forget their own movie history, that blockbusters become blockbusters organically. Yeah. Typically, it starts off... Um, perfect example is the summer of 88 when uh, UHF came out. Oh, yeah. And you had Lethal Weapon. Batman. You had Batman. You had... Uh, was it uh, Indiana Jones and the Last, Last Crusade? Crusade? yeah. I mean, like, it was a summer of blockbusters, but none yeah. of these films... I mean, well, Lethal Weapon wasn't intended to be, be a blockbuster, uh, Batman kind of was. Crusade was. And a bit. Crusade kind of was. But, I mean, you had all of these films that just blew the box office no, away. I, 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 I actually will disagree with that a little bit. A lot of it, a lot, the, the very first blockbuster, I was actually fascinated to find out when I, when I uh, heard this. The very first Hollywood blockbuster, Jaws, was actually kind of manufactured. Because it had a 400-screen sc- release on the same weekend, uh, which back in the, the mid-70s was monstrous yeah. right. and unprecedented. Because um, there were um, a lot fewer screens back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I don't know. That could have been a quarter of the screens for all I know. And that, was when, and that was when you went to the movies, you picked between Jaws and Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Like that I mean, was a well, screen theater. If, yeah. if theater. it was a multiplex... No, if you, it you was a twin yeah, screen, because so usually it was one, yeah, screen. Yeah. one screen. But the, the whole point was they did their test screenings, and it was, um, God, uh, was it Alan Ladfrack? I can't remember who the, the chairman was, but they were talking about watching the test screening goes, you know, I think we're really on to something. And they made the decision to do the multiple screen release, which was unknown in those days. In those days, it used to be word of mouth building over time as you went from town to town and just slowly built up. They did the quote-unquote saturation 
and it went off the charts and that actually created that kind of manufactured the blockbuster so i don't know i mean you get a lot like superman's phenomenon of being the number one movie for I, I forget it was ridiculous yeah, no. it was the it original was, the christopher reeve yeah yeah it was double digit yeah double digit weeks it was the number one movie and yeah. i mean it, um, and it was ridiculous and that sort of had legs and you couldn't argue manufactured but i think the the actual blockbuster is is not as organic as a lot of people assume there are a lot that come out like legal weapon but a lot of them, I mean, I remember Batman. That was def- the marketing campaigns. That was, oh, yeah, that, that, was, was that was created. Was, that was yeah. meant to be. That was you know? over the top. And that brings to another point. I don't know if you've got it or not, uh, Torgo. Spielberg's but quote. Spielberg and Lucas actually recently talking at a, at a film school saying, man, we are just, all we need is one summer where like three of those $250 million movies fail. Yeah, you and, mentioned it a couple the, weeks ago. The, the, weeks ago the mega monster yeah. blockbuster yeah. is finished. Two weeks ago we talked about that. Yeah. 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 Was it? Yeah. 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 That was on the Lost episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, but that's good to Way to stick up. a yeah. knife in his heart yeah. there. there. But, but it, is, it is pertinent information. And yeah, yeah. it's going yeah. to implode, right? That was his quote. Yeah, yeah. They were saying it will. They were. It was almost like a. I, they were talking to a college crowd, weren't they, uh, or something? And yeah. it was almost like a pissing on the dream. They, it, was, it, was, like, it was a twofold talk. First, they were talking about how they have a hard time getting movies made. Like, Lincoln yeah. almost went to HBO because yeah, no right. one was going to. Spielberg can't get distribution. Steven yeah. Spielberg. And, He's never made a movie that right, didn't right. do well. And Lucas was talking about how Red, Red Tails, Tails was right. yeah. a passion project. And that, that he barely could get made. And then exactly that is like that they're talking about how eventually when especially when the failures come by that there'll be a tiering price for ticketing oh the tiering price yeah, that's yeah. right that's yeah. where which they were so which, where you'd spend, we would spend started. like nine dollars for a lincoln but you'd spend like 25 dollars to see like avengers they started 4. It. and then we also talked well, about, about soderberg and, uh-huh. and i haven't heard about a actual movement they no. started the, t- the the pricing that you're talking about so uh some chain in la Huh. Within the next month, I want to say is going to unveil the mega ticket. Okay, so uh, yeah, but this is this is a whole different thing. That's it's a well, it's a that's not really tiered they're pricing. Doing they're trying Japan. to get they're basically doing the like video games where you get the by the regular yes. version or the collector's edition. Yeah, it's a collector's edition movie package basically. Oh, is this you the get, one that includes the DVD copy when it comes you get to see out? The DVD, and then the, you get the, the 3D glasses, download the, the collectible 3D right. glasses, the ultraviolet download, and the ticket uh, with a, with a and a popcorn and a free popcorn. <laughs> maybe maybe that's value. maybe that's a testing the water thing because what it Spielberg is. and it Lucas is. were talking about was like your your Man of Steel will be a twenty five dollar ticket versus Lincoln, which will be nine dollars and stuff like that, which. Yeah. Versus uh, Silver Linings Playbook, which would be five dollars. Yeah. Which, and, which and only the mega rich are going to go to the movies from now on. Well, that that's one of the weird things because it's like I would think that cinema to survive, it's going to have to compete with the internet, the 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 internet, the home entertainment yeah. center, and it already and, is and, having to. Yes, with exactly, it. and it's going to continue. To, and pricing at twenty five bucks, I don't think is the way to. Compete. No way. No, that'll well, get people no, to stay home and wait for DVD. Blue. Yeah. I've already got friends who refuse to go to movies because they're talking about twenty five bucks per person because of all the concessions. Well, and then they're already talking about possibly doing direct distribution for. Uh, brand new movies like either through your cable operator through satellite yeah. or like Netflix as opposed to um, releasing them in the theaters because right. yeah. obviously the 
costs involved. The are new a lot direct less. to video, except but, that it it, it yeah. won't be it won't be a euphemism yeah. for shitty quality. Yeah, crappy. it'll be a major Hollywood produced um, film. I mean, Hollywood's just be answer to combating the home entertainment is these giant blockbusters. Well, and then that's in your mind, it's like you can't get that experience anywhere but in the it's theater. It's very huh? similar. We talked about before with Steven Soderbergh and Behind the Candelabra. He yeah. could not get. A distributor. Yeah, a distributor. It was Europe, supposed to be theatrically released. Yeah. He had it right. completely distributed in Europe, yeah. theatrically. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Right, right. Could not get anything here. In right, the right. States. And he ended yeah. up um, putting it on HBO. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that of course that you're also getting into political social areas with America's sure. yeah, America's yeah, yeah, yeah. phobias. We're a little tight. But assed. if you wanna, if you wanna, well, use hey. if you wanna spend your evening trying to convince me that Liberace was a homosexual, then go for it. <laughs> Go more power to you. Oh, and show show him something on the moon landing while you're at it. Well, yeah, but Silver Linings Playbook is because yeah. you know, I mean, all right, right now I'm financially stretched, but I actually made the decision of you know what, I can wait for that movie to come out on cable or to you know, yeah, rent it on video because or it's a smaller movie. You don't have to see yeah, it in the theater. You know, I'm not going to be blown away watching Silver Linings Playbook. In the luxurious Galaxy Theater at Green Valley so Cinemas, great. which was, everyone needs to go to. I was having that dilemma with uh, the the Lone Ranger because critical Ooh. reviews Did you are go terrible. See it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Critical reviews have been terrible, but fan reviews have been overwhelmingly it's, positive. It, well, it's, it's supposed like, to be a Verbinski visual yeah. uh, spectacle, but you got to wait the forty-five or fifty minutes to get there. Yeah. And, but and it's it's supposed to be stunning. Yeah. And then and and one reviewer was like, "This is going to be." Um, a film that you know, twenty years down the line, is going to be re-examined and looked at as a very uh, underrated film. And I'm like, well, wow. yeah, but do I need to go spend eleven dollars on it in the theater, or can I wait till it hits Netflix, HBO, etc.? And so I, I, I was tor- you know, torn over that yesterday. And then uh, same kind of thing with like Hangover Part Three, because I guess they said that that was. You know, the, critical I, critical I reviews have been that, panning yeah. it, yeah. yeah. But like the fan reviews, like you know, first the second one was crap, but this one is as good as the first one, and I loved the first one, right? And so I mean, it's like you know, it's back and forth. Do I wait for it to come out on sure. video? Do I go I did spend not like my that money series. in the theater? That like second that. one is horrible. Oh, I it's ridiculous. I, I, I didn't terrible. Even, I didn't, like the first I didn't, I didn't I care didn't for the first one it. that much. But the second one is. I love the first one. I know a lot of people did. I didn't quite get into. I didn't even try. But the the second one is because one of the things horrible. about Hangover also was that that movie was a for me a rather unique combination of of uh, gags and ideas and character interplay that it was like if they if they do typical sequelitis and and with hang, with the way the way Hangover was how are you going to do something other than just remake the movie and they did they just did the right. exact same thing over again which is and and at that point it's like ah. Uh, it was pretty much the same movie verbatim, except in a different city with one or two extra characters added. Right, in. and it was sure. that. I, I just well, sure, the sequel's got to have more villains. Yeah. Oh man, I hate that. So much. <laughs> Oops, sorry, didn't mean to press that button, oh, Jeff. Man. Oh, and ranch dressing. Yep. <laughs> there you go. More villains and ranch dressing. Yeah, I, quit. I am the ranch dresser. Yep, <laughs> the world's worst villain. CNN crawls. Server goes berserk on I Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> <laughs> I got your ketchup right here. Oh wait, that's not ketchup. That's your blood. <laughs> Ranch dressing comes out of my the dick. ranch dresser. <laughs> yeah, he's got swords and regeneration. He's got swords and regeneration. Mm-hmm. 
and can serve you any amount of ketchup despite the fact that you won't need it. (laughs) Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's classic graphic novel, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, is set to get a pilot episode at Fox for a possible new series. THR reports that the series will be a drama about the group of Victorian age literary characters, including Captain Nemo, the Invisible Man, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, who team up to fight a common enemy. No, Mina Harker. I'm not hearing her name. Well, that's right. Get there. Uh, Michael Green, who uh, done some writing for uh, Green Lantern, Kings, The River, Heroes, and Smallville, will serve as the writer, executive producer... And showrunner if the pilot gets picked up for a full series. Oh, oh come on. Come on. Oh. Oh, if they Moore, do it right, Alan it will Moore be is awesome. Preemptively well, spinning. Oh, he's Give already a... pissing blood. Yeah, but it, it, it's 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 done. But but if they, <laughs> boy, this could be this could be awesome if they just no. did it right. No. Yes. No. Yes. That but concept if they did it that right. That concept but what you think they're gonna do it right. That concept well, yeah. walks a razor's it's it is a hair on a razor, even reading it in book form. That thing is balanced on the precipice of believability, plausibility, abstraction. It requires it requires firstly, even at least something of a passing knowledge of who these characters are, literarily speaking. Several. And you are okay. writing for television audiences and trying to get them to give a fucktard about this no way. I do not think it possible, feasible, or I think this is an ignoble experiment at best. I think they are doomed to falter and fail. This is Fox they're writing for. But they do have the guys behind Smallville on their team. (laughs) So anything's possible. Miracles can happen. So you're saying we're good for the first five or six seasons? No. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It's going to be terrible. Those books are fucking Dark. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, you okay. What There's a lot that, of great seriously, like intelligence. What of that story? What that's what I'm talking about. The the whole thing is so it's a fucking snowflake dangling over a pit of fire. There, it's just the intangibility of it. I don't even oh, I can't imagine it. I mean, that was the only thing I liked about the movie because I was unfamiliar with the books. And so the whole What did you like about the movie? The whole concept. Of these, this league of it's extraordinary a brilliant gentlemen. concept. It's a really fascinating concept. And when done intelligently, uh, is, you should read the, the graphic and, and novels because they're extraordinary. Yeah, I keep meaning to because they're really good. Yeah, and it, and, and one of the things I love they're about it. But would you agree with yeah. me? <laughs> but would you agree with me on that? Like it's hard. I to see even, what you're saying. Like, they, see, they, take, yes. they take a very labored, deliberate style of reading. You can't just kind of flip sure, through them, you know I, what I mean? You, I, I sort of see what you're saying there, but okay. I just want them to, I just want to see somebody do Mina Harker right. But they didn't even say that was she's the beauty in there, of that, that was the beauty They didn't of, even say I she's know, in there. She ain't even going to be in there. You think they're going to let a strong female character like that up on the Whoa. American television screen? Never. Whoa. Never. Whoa. Never. They don't. Never. Women are not not even if she's not there then yeah it will definitely be a failure because because yeah. the way it was written moon, she was the center very rare she yeah, held she it was. together and it was a beautiful a beautiful execution of the character but, unlike he, the movie but then again like you want to talk about dark she goes through some dark shit in oh, those books yeah, i know yeah. i know you think they'd ever put that on the screen no that's not going to happen well then no. why even and much why? less hides revenge when he oh. you know, that's what oh, that's the first thing that popped to my mind was like i know I was like, Jekyll and Hyde on the TV screen, you would give old women nightmares. You would terrify people to death with those storylines. I would have more uh, 
trust in it if it were HBO or HBO, maybe AMC. HBO could do maybe, it. Because yeah. it has Showtime, that feeling. You know, like yeah. That cable. feeling of a... Of that, a that I will concede. That, that feeling of, 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 of a Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That feeling of a Game of Thrones level of, of life and death type thing. But also, uh, is it, that's what Fox is looking for, is to have a Game of Thrones like yeah, popular They're looking thing, for it. But they also but they are the slaves of standards and practices. Yeah. 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 Right. And they're they, also they hiring people who wrote for Smallville. Well, is it... Is it... Fox on the Fox network, or is it Fox on, like, say, FX? Because FX is getting So that Fox, so maybe okay. it is FX. So yeah, it's FX, 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 FX has a little some good better chance with, of something possibly. Yeah, I was gonna say it'd have a better chance on the FX. Shield was good. Yeah, the Shield was you good. had that. Yeah. You have. Uh, I, I, I know you. Was dark. I don't like uh, Sons of Anarchy. Train to Fart Town, but and, uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I don't like either. A lot yeah. of people like it, and apparently it's a very dark, very brutal. Hell on Wheels. That's what's called. That's Train Train to Fart Town is what I. <laughs> Train to Fart Towns when you drive home after and, the and, and Hell on Wheels is a damn good show. <laughs> what? Hell on Wheels is a damn good show. Well, Train to Fart Town would be a better name for it. Uh, I can see. I sort of all enjoy, aboard. I sort of enjoy Train Hell to Fart on Wheels, Town, but I can understand your issues with Hell on Wheels. Um, um, and Sons right. of Anarchy is terrible. Uh, Justifieds on FX. I'm really worried because I'm Justified so desperate. By the way, who wants to go see um, Pacific Rim with me? Late night Thursday, anybody? Because I'm gonna. I, go, I no, think I might just go by myself. I have no desire to see. Oh that. my god, it's my, really? my wet dream come alive. Oh my god, this, the previews do not make but, me want to see this that. One that guy I'll is the main star. This one I'll mention names. It was name name Scully. Yeah, um, I was actually talking to Fat Shout Check out to and I. Big fan. Yep, good old Scully. He was actually talking about. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this because well, it's funny because oh boy. no, he listens to the podcast in his office, and he was actually talking about his office, and he's like talking about all the the um, the um, the fanboys. The, no, oh. the the women in the office. She's like Pacific Rim. That what? It, that just looks like such a dumb idea. Why would that? And he's like, No, you don't understand. Yeah, this is this is the dream. Robot. Giant robots it, it and is. monsters. And they're like, It's just giant robots and giant monsters fighting. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's said, exactly it. And then he brought up the beautiful point. He's like, If that were to really happen, if giant robots and giant monsters were to honest to God appear in the city and start fighting. You would have forty-year-old males lined up on all the roofs of all the buildings, masturbating away, <laughs> watching this happen. And you know, I joked, yeah. And you'd have the police guys, come on, you got to evacuate. And and then Andy goes, and they would all be like, no, I'm going to die as I have lived, <laughs> masturbating to giant robots and monsters fighting. Paul would be on a rooftop in a lawn chair. Or in a lawn chair with a burger in one hand, yep. a milkshake in the other, going, I have lived yep. my life. Yeah. I am fullest. dying well. I have want of nothing. Uh, yep. As a buddy of mine said, the previews make it look like it's Transformers versus Godzilla. Well, well, that's, oh, because, yeah. that's because that's what's in the zeitgeist right now. Yep. Yeah. But for kids like us who came up in the days of Gatchaman, more importantly, Evangelion, and and the real deal Godzilla. Yeah. We know what this really is about. And this is as close as we're ever going to get to a live action Evangelion. If it's mishandled, I will never forgive Del Toro for anything. I don't think you have to worry. And I've heard it's gr- I've heard it's good. Yeah. I, but unfortunately tracking sucks, I've heard. What do you mean? Preliminary tracking on Pacific Rim has been awful, I've heard. Okay, well and and you know what? There's a good chance it could be awful because you've got um 
half the cast of fucking Sons of Anarchy in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about previous reviews. Just, you know, you know that, I mean, we're talking about manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. The tracking right now for market awareness is in the cellar. Well, I tell you, the preview it's, does well, not but they're interest not, me. They're not, they're not selling it. I don't know. The preview. Hopefully, hopefully word of mouth will, will, will flip around. If because if, be I don't, a, if, if I remember right, if I remember right, there was a similar situation with Seven. The movie Seven yeah. was like way below they didn't know Andy. They how to sell that. Oh, you want to talk knew. about dark. Yeah, but nobody knew what was going on. But I think Pacific Rim's going to be a little dark, too. I well, have seen a lot more Pacific Rim um, yeah, commercials but, recently Well, Well, of course, they're ramping before. up. But one of the problems is that Seven is actually far enough back. That's one of the problems with talking about these these modern trends is this shit's happening so fast. You're Seven's right. far enough back That's that looking ago. at that for any kind of historicity, model, really. any kind of word of mouth, when I hear that now, I... I I I'd want to love it. Well, I want to say yes. Word of mouth will save it, but it doesn't because if you haven't performed in your first weekend, you're done. Yeah, you're yeah. done. Is, aren't there like triple the number a of chance at a life? But yeah. there's like triple the number of movie screens now oh. in the United States Easy. since just when Seven was out. Easy. I mean, that and was that's, twenty years ago. Seven. Yeah. I now am we an might be old lucky. With, man. We might be lucky ago. with so Pacific old. Rim overseas. God damn it! I was in Hope, college. You know, I know. I was too. I went to see it in at a college preview. I know. 20 well, years when, ago, my friend. Yeah. Well, when we were kids, you know, you're lucky if you had <laughs> two screens in a yeah. movie theater. Because I remember in Wichita, we had like four movie theaters that you would have to go through throughout the city just to see the different film. Like the one closest to us yeah. would only run one show. Right. And then later on, when we got like um, at one of the malls, they had six theaters in the mall. It was like, oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. There's that six crazy. movie theaters. Yeah, when my neighborhood, my my little podunk neighborhood got a twin cinema, everyone was like, yeah. That's my town. Whoa, whoa, that's Didn't amazing. But a- we were pissed. Like back home, our theater turned into a two theater, and we were all pissed because they basically cut the screen in half. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Didn't the theater in your hometown? Yeah. We were all like, what the hell? Wasn't it originally that's like one theater that they split the? No, no. They, we did have one the theater, but it burnt down, and then they yeah. replaced it with we're this two theater. We're not used to those awesome giant ones. Decade later. There's a few of those still around. Yeah, those because movie palaces. I went to one once that was like, I mean, literally, it. It had been like a single theater. No, and they just movie literally theater. just put and a wall in the middle. They put like board planking on the on the, yeah. on the to to separate to give it that pseudo um, stadium style seating, and it literally was yeah the screen. one screen. You they they put a, you a see board the screen wall go behind the wall. Yeah, yeah that's fine. And then put that's two well, smaller screens. One of the in encouraging it. things about all of that stuff is they change. I remember going to a movie with a friend in Chicago, late eighties, early nineties, and might have been Water Tower. Um, one of it, actually one of the newer multiplexes that had just mm-hmm. opened up, and he was he was he called them shoebox theaters. Yeah. And he hated them because he was real cinephile, and they were awful because they were really tiny, tiny. screens. They probably weren't even the not. right. 16 by 9 ratio, were they? They, might not uh, have been. Might they have may been. not have been, but yeah. the big thing, <laughs> you walk in one aisle down the dead yeah. fucking center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, my God, how could you do that? And he was like, this is how theaters now. They've ruined it. It's just a... But one, one nice thing was it didn't last. No, they I mean, that shit, they got there. over yeah. real quick. So All I know and, is... And Hollywood does adjust. I mean, there are adjustments that get made. Because everyone complains about the, the, the big budget tent poles, but that's what's giving them the money right now. Those things yeah. collapse. 
it's a little scary, but at the same time, it'll actually be a renaissance. Right. It so may very well be a renaissance in writing and in making so movies. Lone Ranger, and what Hollywood... Lone Ranger wasn't the biggest movie this week. I mean, that was no, Despicable Me too. It, yeah. Take it, the shit out of it. But I mean, that's tank. what Spielberg and Lucas were talking about. I think, I think, yeah, they're calling that a loss. Okay. Well, of course they're calling it a loss. Call everyone can be a loss. Well, on the Pacific Rim thing, all I know is I've never, I don't know the the game. I don't know the or the what it's coming from. The, what's the, the source? The there is none. It's there is none. Oh, I thought it was based on something. No, no. it's it's it's, it's just like we talked about before. Yeah. It's what it's like what Bloom Camp did with the Halo properties. Okay, he turned okay, into yeah, what do you okay. call it? It's what so, they've been doing with all the. When I watch the preview, for, uh, it just looks like Ava crap Gilling. to me. The preview, they're selling it as like another Transformer movie, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's just really dumb. And yeah. you know what? If uh, I agree with you on that, and if it wasn't Del Toro in charge of this thing, I would be writing yeah. it off. I, and yeah, that's the only thing that makes me think, well, I might go see it. because. But that also could be like, well, this is the crowd that we need to sell it to. So we're going to yeah, make yeah, the that, preview. See, he's this yeah, crazy that, that is the crowd. Yeah, he that goes is back money. and forth with me, though, man. Like, Pan's he doesn't Labyrinth, always hit it out of the I park. I love yeah. Yeah. the orphanage. Is, or the orphan. Was it orphan or orphanage? Orphanage. Orphanage. Yeah. Orphanage. orphanage. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the orphanage. orphanage. Great. He's an orphan boy. Hellboy, I think, is Drek. I don't care for that shit at all. The first I thought the Hellboy okay. was fun. The first, first one was okay. fun. Yeah. Was it the rest of them are terrible. And uh, the other one's only well, one. Well, uh, it was, felt like uh, two movies. <laughs> it there was at up. least two. It was terrible. Um, but yeah, he he's 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 up and down with it. But yeah, I hope so. I hope so. God, man, you didn't I like really two of his movies, it. but two of his movies you did. Yeah, that's up and down. Okay. But Fair previews enough. are made by marketers. Yeah, right. Not the yeah, directors not, not involved with making right. previews, and they're yeah. So and there's been more than one movie where I've gone into it and I was like, well, this isn't the movie they. That was that was one comment I got about World War Z. One one friend said to me, "If you've seen the preview, you've seen all their special effects." Kind of. I saw it yesterday and was very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Didn't like it, huh? Not really. It's all right. It's they had some really cool scenes with a really by the book family in peril story tacked Uh, on. Felt you could you could you could feel every beat coming. Ugh. So no, it's pretty formulaic. It's pretty formulaic. It looks a little but like it, that, it has uh, some cool scenes. Jerusalem scenes, awesome. Air, yeah. airplane, airplane no, scenes, awesome. But, but yeah, it's yeah. waiting f- in between scenes that is just like, all right. Yeah, in the end, you're just kind of left empty in that movie. You're like, yeah. yeah, I felt unconnected the entire film. Yeah, sure, got it. Uh, let's see. Here at Geek Shock, we are underprepared for things like military service, but we're pretty good at the internet. So if you're in the same boat and looking for a way to give back, volunteering. Uh, while sitting down, there are a wide variety of citizen science projects you can lend a hand to in the form of the comfort of your laptop. Uh, they may not get your name into na- in nature, uh, but if you want to do your part, there is a way you can help researchers around the world learn about everything from the population of the ocean floor to the behavior of cancer cells. The easiest way to get involved for most of these studies is through a website called Zooniverse, Z-O-O-N-iverse, a web portal run by the Citizen Science Alliance that hosts and help organize several projects. I did some playing with it before we did the show tonight, and I already enjoyed myself immensely for it. He did. It's uh, You basically go into Zooniverse, you create your... You don't even have to log in. You can just... There's a myriad of projects to help. If you like space, there's space projects. If you like biology, there's biology projects. I really like deep sea stuff, and so I was helping to catalog... Uh, uh, Animal life on the bottom of the ocean, oh, which yeah. they're trying to fully topographize. Uh, Under the sea. Under the sea. 
and I spent a good half hour doing it and having a great time doing it. It takes you through a little tutorial mm-hmm. on how to cata- how to catalog everything, and then at the end of it, I'm knowing that you know what I helped science along. Um, it's like that in my regard thing that was on Facebook for a while. If you answered trivia questions, you rice was sent to. The hungry people. Uh, yes, I don't know if that, that one was a scam. Yeah, that, that's a little but, bit, but that's yeah. <laughs> it always felt kind of yeah, scammy. Yeah. But, Sounds kind of scammy. But that's this more, is a that's little more. more. That's more indirect. Welcome yeah. to Trivia for Ride. <laughs> well, no, but it was. <laughs> All right, was tonight now. we have I'm a sorry. Trivia for <laughs> Ride. What have you done? I don't know. It's me, our first contestant, Hunger Guy. Sometimes I forget. Hello, Hunger Guy. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm a real hungry. Are you ready to answer Trivia for a Rise? I sure hope I can answer Trivia. Because I'm so hungry. <laughs> so okay. anyway. Let's have a first question. You don't hey, don't Paul, even first question. Paul, How hungry are you? Paul, a, I'm really hungry. That's right. Player. Come you don't play for the rice yourself. Someone plays for you. Ding, it's ding, like ding, a celebrity ding, ding, ding. that you plays for you. You win a rise. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like a celebrity plays for you, Paul. You don't play for your own rice. Oh, we have celebrity guests coming on. Who's celebrity guest? It's Mia Farrell. Mia Farrell is celebrity guest. <laughs> Welcome, Mia Farrell. How are you today? I'm very good. I hope to win a rise for people. <laughs> I don't think you're really Mia Farrell, but that's okay. Here come trivia for rise. Question, are you really Mia Farrell? No. That's right. You win a rise. Ding, 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 ding. I apologize for that, everyone. Yeah. Uh, no, this sounds like take a really a, take a like drink, a cool folks. way to to preferably to, to of some rice sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's like examining and cataloging pictures, right? Yeah, that's really cool. It, it basically, helping them with the data they've collected. Oh, so, oh, interesting. So like, you're like directly involved in it. You, you do a little cool. easy tutorial on how to catalog what you're looking at, and pretty simple stuff because they've got eight billion pictures that exactly. they need to catalog. And so you're helping them get that backlog. That's together. really pretty. Paul jumped in on that last week, and apparently uh, deep under the sea, there was an explosion of all sorts of creatures with the name Butt. <laughs> I was going to say, what's to stop people from going in there and going, guys, you should see all the wieners in the ocean. There's lots of wieners. And, and, and wieners engaging and into it, you don't have that much control. Oh. <laughs> Okay. You don't get to name things. Did you discover a hot crustacean <laughs> band would, while you were there? Yeah, a hot crustacean I'm, band. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I found a hot crustacean band down here under the sea. I'm betting uh, if you mark something, it's probably double checked, if not triple checked. But it, it limits the number of pictures they have. He to takes all the clam pictures and turns them a 90 degrees. <laughs> and, and I could easily see it being that you're actually double checking somebody Someone else's else work. double checking. So they're like, like you got yeah. 20 people doing one picture. And if like, it's okay, like this that, all cross-references, so this must be it's what's like correct. That CAPTCHA Which is what stuff. they have to do anyway. Yeah, it's like so, that yeah. CAPTCHA stuff. So it's nothing like that CAPTCHA stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know what they're doing with that? That's translating. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It is. A, it's a double, triple check for weirdly printed le- lettering. That was my understanding. Was what some of that stuff was. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's why it's all printed weird and it's all different. Sometimes like a type font. Sometimes this is all squiggly. It's like they're. It's like they're taking manuscripts and old printed material where there's a question about what this word might be. And they're using that as a test pattern that a computer can't get, but a human eye can perceive what is probably intended. Then, then when, why does it fail when you get it wrong? Because it's 
you're already doing the second or third pass. Like somebody has checked it, but they're like you said, they're, they're having you become the fifth and sixth checker to go. Oh yeah, that A is an A, not an E, kind of thing. I like that crowdsourcing shit. That's what I mean. That's what I think that captcha is. That's part of it. Hey, on a similar maybe note, maybe I'm wrong. Here in our local community, uh, since half our town and just outside of our town is burning down. I heard, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mount Charleston has been on fire for several days and will be for another 10 days. I heard on uh, NPR today they were talking about if you want to help out at the red Cl- with the Red Cross. They actually red have Closs? A- yes, the Red Closs. I apologize. The Red Cross. It doesn't take much, does it? Doesn't, no, it doesn't take much. The Red Cross, they have set up... Bring uh, a blanket for the Red Closs. We correcting blank- blankets for Red Closs. <laughs> I got all night. I'll wait. You got to sometimes. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You mean Santa Claus? No, correct the blank blanket. Correct blanket for red claws. Speak blanket. clearly, damn you. Correct blanket for red I brought the, cor- the correct blanket. What do you want me oh, to do Oh, no, we correct him. We correct him. There's no lettering on it. What is there to correct? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Let's go have trivia for rise. <laughs> Anyway, apparently there's a uh, on the north side of Las Vegas and on the southwest side of Las Vegas, uh, people who have been uh, removed from their homes mm-hmm. have gone to these places to you know for shelter. Uh, and what they were saying is, what would be better if you want to donate, say, a pallet of bottled water? It would be better to take it to the central. Red Cross station as opposed to one of the locations where the people are because what they do is they split that pallet of water in half and take the other half to the other place where people are staying and that costs them more than doing it from the central station at the Red Cross. So if you want to help those people in need, the best way to do it is actually go to the Red Cross central station as opposed to where the people actually are if you're donating things. If you want to go help them physically and help them. Yeah. Then you would go there. Light, how do we? Uh, what's what's the four one one on the central station location, or how do we find it? Or of course, I don't know that information. On uh, I heard that it's run by Kate, and you can come and be her guest at the station, <laughs> central station. But I'm sure if you looked up Red Cross Las Vegas, <laughs> okay, online. all right. Thank you. Uh, there's a guy, right. Uncle Joe. He moves yeah. real slow. You'll see him. You'll see him at <laughs> the, the central junction? station. No, at the se- <laughs> station, okay. central Red Cross station, central Red Cross station. But whatever their their permanent location is here, the Red Crustacean. Red Crustacean. You found some, you found I found him in the ground. He's a Red Crustacean. <laughs> Are you sure that him? Make sure you're correct. How many we have to get? No, make sure it's right. What? Correct. Correct the Red Crustacean. It's the right one. Capture it. Correction. <laughs> I felt like I just listened to a captcha being spouted. <laughs> So what was the name of that website again, Todd? Uh, it is Zooniverse. That Z-O-O-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. That sounds pretty cool. Dot well, that's org. very cool. I might have to give that a try. Actually, I had a good time with Being it. Being an armchair scientist. Uh, GameStop has shut down pre-orders for the PS4, according to a Game Informer report. According to the story, the top video game retailer in North America has run through its launch allotment of systems. GameStop issued a one-sentence statement confirming the news, quote, due to high demand for the system, GameStop is not currently taking additional store reservations for for the PlayStation 4. Have they run through their pre-orders on uh, Xbox? I don't think so. (laughs) No, it's it's still behind. (laughs) If you want to get an Xbox One, there's plenty to go around. (laughs) Two for one on the Xbox One, folks. (laughs) Two for one. Don't don't buy it, people. 
please don't buy a damn Xbox. Wow. No, seriously. I'm actually into uh, not voyeurism. Who? Voyeurism What's his is name? What You're into, into voyeurism. What's his yeah. name? Who no, is they're it? into voyeurism. Exhibitionism. Yeah. Exhibitionism. Thank you. So yeah. it would be. It might be the system for me. Okay. Yeah. If you want, Jack. Yeah. We're gonna. We will. We will trick. Paul into getting it, folks. So at some point, his junk junk will be on the internet. It's going to be a long time. It'll be four years at least. And even then, probably not. Somebody's bragging. They're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) They're the worst. Worst. I can't believe that Don Matrick flipping around going over to Zynga. 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 Dumb. Well, did you hear the background on that? How he would, he he had tried to buy Zynga through yeah, Microsoft. Well, Microsoft tried to buy Zynga, and he was directly involved in a lot of the yeah. the day to day over at Zynga anyway, mm-hmm. trying because they, they were essentially sure. working towards the the buyout. And then when that fell apart, it was like, well, you already are intimately involved with all the processes here, so we might as well come <laughs> and on. We and know you're evil, <laughs> so come on over. <laughs> <laughs> David Hayter, the uh, screenwriter of films such as X-Men, X2, and Watchmen, has been hired by Lakeshore Entertainment to write the script for a big screen adaptation of the graphic novel The Sword. <gasps> the comic was created by Jonathan and Joshua Luna. Oh, and it's, it's a, one of my favorite things ever. It's a stylish, stylistic, action-packed tale of vengeance. It tells the story of a young paraplegic, uh, Dana Brighton, quote, who leads an extraordinary existence uh, sorry, an ordinary existence until her family is brutally murdered by a myster- mysterious trio possessed of godlike supernatural abilities. Left for dead, Dara discovers an ancient sword belonging to her father, indicating that his past may have been much longer and stranger than she could have possibly suspected. The sword not only restores her ability to walk, but it grants her a constantly evolving array of spectacular physical powers. And with her new weapon in hand and two faithful friends at her side, Dara Brightman, uh, Brighton in embarks on a journey to hunt down and destroy her family's assassins. That was interesting because I read that and I remember it was quite clear that it was uh, it was um, movie it was looking for a movie uh, deal in my when eyes. you read it when I read it I was you well, felt like well especially when it ended because it is a finite series it yeah. comes and it closes and it ends and it's just like that they're looking for a movie deal and it's a big uh, movie, I, though. I, well I was well, that's the thing I'm, I was sort of like trilogy or, that you know. It's no, a, it needs, it's one movie, but it's It's like one movie, four but hours. it's imposing. Yeah. The graphic novel's divided into four different volumes, and the studio's hoping that this will be a big, successful franchise. There you go. Production on the first... Franchise! In, oh. Production on the first installment well. of The Sword, so it's one story in multiple They'll probably break pieces. it into a trilogy. Well, I guess there's something to that. How many villains are of, there? Aren't there three? There's four books. No, no, not books. Three villains. villains. Three but mysterious three villains. villains who, yeah. Right? No, there's four, right? Is it? I can't there's remember. four books and three villains. Three villains. No, there you go. there's four villains. Well, it's Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay. No, no, yeah, I, said that, I, I said that at the beginning. Brutally no, murdered by mysterious was, trio. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's... Three but villains. I'm, there you go. I'm spoiling things. But there yeah. might be a fourth there, villain there, involved in it that wasn't I'm telling you, three villains trilogy. Just time Yeah, you're right. One villain each trilogy. You're right, you're right. Leading up to the biggie and You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I love... And it was nicely structured. I thought it was well done that way. It's You You were complaining about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Dark. This fucker gets... Oh, it's the most abysmal, heart-wrenching, sad, tragic. I love it, man. Mm. Go to I Paul for your cover blurbs, folks. I love this book. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's a rough ride. The though. Luna Brothers are awesome. <clears throat> I don't, I don't flip out over um, 
that first one they did as much. What's that one called with the girl? Um, the not girls. There's a series okay, they did I called see. Girls, which is fucking phenomenal. The best <laughs> horror movie you'll ever read in your life. You reviewed it, Girls on yes, the show. Love that. I must have reviewed The Sword as well. Yes, you did. I must have because I yeah. love that fucking book. Uh, go out and get the sword right now if you're waiting. There's even seriously. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Hey! Nice. Whoa! Yeah, we just I've got cleared the room. Yeah, I cleared the room. We just lost just Shit, Michael. He said go out. I'm going yeah. out right now. There is. Adam. There is a <laughs> special. Is there is a special DC, not DC, but I guess it's uh, Image published it. I think. Um, but they made a you know a special hardbound, sure, a large full omnibus edition. Yeah, with omnibus thing. edition, big bigger print, all that kind of thing. Ultimate, whatever. yeah, ultimate edition, whatever. Big I want one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I really there. I cannot express enough hyperbole how much I adore that book. I am excited for this news, but I am trepidatious, of course. Well, I would expect so because there's pl- it, it is dark enough that there's plenty of room for Hollywoodification, but. But the writer David has a Hader, pretty good David Hater has a good track pedigree, record. Pedigree, yeah. And he's a smart guy. All right. He's a smart guy and he's also the voice of of Solid Snake. <laughs> that sounds like a web series you would do. Paul. No, he's the guy who does the voice work for Solid Snake in the Metal Gear series. Yeah. Up until well, this up new until one. Until the new one, yeah. Yeah. So, he's an actor, which helps. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? He yeah. he's clearly read this material and felt it palatably so this is or if he hasn't yet he will yeah uh ultra that was their first series don't really flip out over ultra it's good uh but some of the ideas yeah oh my god the sword i cannot say enough good things everyone who's listening if you haven't read the sword if you do anything else with your life then why does it say swords then my life will be complete it's that good it's that good i just finished reading why the last man fantastic I think Brian K. Vaughn is probably my number one favorite guy because he's done so many good things. But that sword series, right up there. Good God. Hmm. Oh, Did you read it? Yeah. Well, at least the first couple of volumes. I haven't finished it, so I still have to finish it. Don't, don't give me the growls. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. All right, get up. Let's go buy it. Come on. Uh, you're right. <laughs> right I thought now. Cheney hey, had revisited uh, us was, for there for a yeah, second. No, hey, you got a tablet. Yeah, you no, we, got, we, got a little, we got a little time to finish this off. Then we can go buy it. Uh, Amazon.com announced today that it will be starting its own comics imprint, Jet City Comics. The first titles the line will be uh, sporting are adaptations of such big-name authors like George R.R. R. Martin, Neil Stevenson, and Hugh Howley. Uh, with the overwhelming power of Kindle amongst the ebook market, Amazon is already a juggernaut that has been exercising its will by setting standards for pricing and publishing with incredible force. If they're stepping into the comic book ring, they'll be making some waves. As for Martin, it seems he's excited over the new line and his part in starting it. Quote, my fans have been clamoring for the return of Duncan Egg ever since the graphic novels of The Hedge Knight and The Sworn Sword went out of print several years ago. So I'm delighted to announce that Jet City Comics was bringing them back, newly formatted for digital readers, and in paper for those who still prefer the traditional formats. And Jet City will be bringing you some something new as well. The graphic novel Meat House Man, adapted from one of my strangest, darkest, and most twisted short stories by the amazing, talented Raya Golden. I'm pleased and excited to be part of Jet City's takeoff. May they fly high, unquote. Uh, one of the other preliminary works to come out of the line is Hugh Howley's very popular Wool, which kind of took the e-reader market by storm from Amazon. I wonder if the, the printed uh, versions of those are going to be like the, the print-on-demand. Like, they... 
you know, take a certain number of orders and then it's just possible. print that amount and send it out. Because I know they were talking about doing that with books Probably, as well. Yeah. Can you... Have, if you wanted the hard is, copy. Is, is that different, though, comic print-on-demand? Is that actually out there? I would expect that that's I, a little different. I, I, I or don't, or, or is it is different at all? Maybe it isn't. I don't I, know enough. Really I don't think that the don't. traditional publishers like your Marvel, your DC, your Top Cow, etc. Well, yeah. are no, doing I'm, the... I'm talking technically. Top I'm talking Cow. The raw. Oh, top Cow of the Marvel top, and DC. Yeah, yeah, there right. you go. <laughs> it was just <laughs> the next one that came to mind because I was, I was reading through I some stuff. I was reading through some stuff last night. The big three. <laughs> the technical, the technical aspect of print on demand. I love it. I don't know. Uh, no, Seems I just to me like, like that'd be a little more complicated than a print book. Well, I mean, it's it's easier to do comic print. I mean, because it's not being bound. You're you're just doing the staple on cover. You're not bound by convention. You're, you're oh not having to go the, the 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 lengths of putting the the hard bound glued on yeah, cover. Yeah, but the but the the. the Colors, you, you, the, yeah, the colors, the pages, the images, all yeah. of that seems to me that Type that's that's the a, scaling, the cut, the die yeah. cutting, all that kind of shit. Well, but yeah. I mean, well, there's, well, there's, just, there's just just printing the page, yeah. just a there color are, paneled page. Sure, I, I would expect that that would be a little more interesting. But there are industrial versions of printers that are being built now that are leading to this. You know, with the 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 fall of the the brick and mortar bookstores, that you're able to you know buy a book printed for you. Well, sure, but that once again, that's the book. That's the printed book. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm I wonder if that's you're talking the graphic capabilities the, of these exactly, printers. Exactly, exactly. Graphic novels. I think yeah. they would be more than adequate. Uh, I mean, you can print some pretty decent stuff on your home printer. You got to imagine that they're far more further along than uh, with the the industrial versions. Because that actually could be cool. The whole idea, print on demand comics. That actually could be very cool. I mean, electronic is probably too. the way it's going to go. Although I have heard that electronic is starting to slow down. I would think so. Yeah. I, it's, I don't it hasn't quite peaked, but um, the demand for hardbound printed books has dropped dramatically. Well, I know that, but I mean, I've, heard, crazy. I've heard in writer and publishing podcasts that e-reader yeah. e demand, or not e-readers specifically, although they are declining too, but e-market stuff has actually kind of started slowing down. I have to go somewhat digital with my video games because there's a digital format in general. I will never go digital with my comic books. Oh, dude, but so many are. I go... I know, I, but I won't uh, do one it. One job I have where uh, I work on this uh, acting gig thing, we get our basic uh, layout of our script, which is like one page, maybe two, when you print it out. And there's a handful of us that show up with our notes on our cards and our paper. But... <laughs> The kids who are involved in this, the 20-somethings, are all sitting there rifing through their emails on their tablets. It's on the phones and tablets. We review the script and everything. And so. when I did your in town, the kids were doing They were using you, their phone. Yeah. And I, they would I, have their script on their I phone. I do use my phone for a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, going back to the digital, uh, a while back, these have been out of print for a while. If you can find them, they're great. Uh, where they, Marvel released in t on DVD the entire run of a comic run, like Spider-Man, X-Men. Captain America. And you could print those. And you could print those, but they're all in PDF form. Mm -hmm. And so I've taken those and put them onto my tablet, and so I have been reading those digitally. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, just the bright colors that pop from the screen, sure. it is a great way of reading comics. Fun to read it in the dark that and way. Yeah, you read it in the dark, and it's, it's, it's perfect bedtime reading. Oh, man. Have you subscribed to any other comics through your, your Not tablet? really, and, I, the, and the reason being is that the price differential isn't there. 
yeah. it still isn't there. Because mm. I know ebooks still, are quite a few. Quite yeah, a ebooks. I, I buy ebooks left and right. Oh, because I know you do that. The price differential is huge, but when it comes to comic books, uh, really, yeah, that, they're, they're about the same price. Ebooks better be cheaper. Well, but you know what? I've, I've actually a lot of this writing stuff that I've been listening to. I've heard actual publishers say, "Guys, hey, you know what? Printing a book, you're talking about one or two bucks." Tops are the, your printing costs. Yeah. Everything well, like else built into a book is is everything else. All the creators' payments, but also the marketing and yeah, the editors the, and all that stuff. And all yeah, of yeah. that stuff that's built in there. So then, doesn't so, it make even more sense to keep trying to bur- purchase the physical physical stuff? Well, for it, you know, it makes more sense for them to sell it. But you know, the and e-reader market has really bitten into the printed market. Yeah. Well, and the, and the types of materials used in comic printing are you know. I'm not going to say cheaper materials, but they're less costly, less expensive, than, yeah, less expensive <laughs> than what you. I would. won't say cheaper, but they but they cost less. They're I'm not, not going to use. You know, I'm yeah, not going to yeah, use I the like word it. more. It's a less expensive type. It's a less expensive, thinner type of paper than you would typically print a book on. on. Some books, and some books, on, some books yes, are higher, on man. Some, yes, on well, yeah. some. But they, but they, 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 they you know. your general printing run is going to be uh, a much less costly run, not uh, cheaper, including the covers. Not cheaper, <laughs> just more inexpensive. Well, a lot, but I'm saying well, that some have argued that we've all expensive. read some pretty cheap <laughs> I've, I've heard cheap arguments that comics. that's not the case. Not like, w- a lot I'll of publishers. That's I've, what I've, I've well, bought cheap quality. comics, but yeah. not from Top Cow. Well, <laughs> the publisher, the publishers have actually been saying that the, a lot of people yeah, demanding the, cost, the electronic. Yeah. Because a lot, oh, some some like writers especially have been saying, "Look, make your electronic books mass market paperback price. That should be your top level." That would make and, sense. And and they want the publishers are shooting for hard hardcover price, and there's a big fight in there because they're saying that printing costs are not significant enough to actually justify that low. That seems really strange to me. That seems like a lie. Dude, well, I'm yeah. telling you, they said, I, I grant they said you one it's or two bucks. Now, one are you also including... Distribution. Yeah, and distribution, trucking. Exactly. Well, well... See? see no, when he said printing costs... Yeah, he's he, just talking, he's about talking about making the physical object. Because then you have to transport the physical yes. object. And that's Which is getting more expensive. and more expensive. And that's gone in digital That's as well. what I mean. Like, like, that's why I think, like, just as, a col- as the collector that I am... Buying the physical stuff is is the way to go right now mm-hmm. because soon the physical stuff might not even exist. It might not. But what you're going to get is a, a digital image that could never have even happened. Agreed. On a, it on a may paper be a medium. superior product. It may be a superior product, but it might not be mine. That's true. Well, it won't be yours. Yeah, well, yeah, fuck that. Because you well, don't hold technically on. own it. You'll have your it own stuff. You can always play the Xbox 360. Oh, and remember, <laughs> you'll always have those comics from the 90s. That's right. Sealed in their you know slabs up on your Xbox wall. That Xbox 360 is pissing me off. I can't get that damn system online for the last two days. I don't know what's going on. I had a little issue with it the other day. Really sucks. Time. Really? Yeah. And, then, and again, that same thing. I, I keep harping on it. But mm-hmm. man, my collection of games that I've bought through the marketplace, yeah. half of them don't even work properly because I'm offline. And that is some bullshit. You might have some weird... Cables going into your house or something. You still have that old Wi-Fi setup that I nope years ago. No, you got a new one. New router, oh, new okay. modem. Hey, it's a real good. How old is your? Sorry. How old is <laughs> your? You sure you don't 360? have any? Uh, is it an older one? Yeah. Well, it's only like three years old. Mm. You sure you don't have any of those crazy ants? Oh, oh you could have oh, some crazy the, ants. Crazy uh, ants. The ants that get inside the 360. Uh, they they don't don't get inside any electronics. Electronics. I don't think so. No, probably not. They're not. They haven't hit our area. Yeah, I'm pretty. 
No, I haven't. That probably was a, no, awful. That What's your Wi-Fi dongle? Is an older one. Wow. It is an old dongle. Put my 360 on top of a plate Does of water. Does that dongle now? work with any <laughs> model 360? Yeah. Okay. It might be this, this, this is the water? wireless end dongle. <laughs> yeah. It's it's talking the, about their dongles. Speed. <laughs> That's what I need. Wow. I, I guess. Because I break. The I still lose. The dongle. I lose contact all the time. It sucks. I haven't been having that problem lately. Wow. I mean, we I had it for a while. You lose How's contact your con- with your dongle? How's your <laughs> contact? Write to us. Comments at ugly. How's your dongle? Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize fuck. the show was ending. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Who are you, young lady? I'm Tiffany Lemon Squares. <laughs> I don't know if we've met. No. <laughs> oh. Let's have one more story, Master Torgo. Aren't you a delightful <laughs> young woman? <laughs> I'm the delightful. Wow, he's got stories. one, too. I'll are you make a it a quick Bell? one. A quick one? Oh. That's what my last boyfriend yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. British supermarket chain Tesco has announced that it's pulling a 16-page coloring book called Color Me Good ah! from its stores after parents complained that the graphic scenes, based from horror films like Fatal Attraction, Hellraiser, and Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, aren't fit for children. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Perhaps the color, uh, the cover of the coloring book, which features actress Janet Leigh's screaming face from the infamous shower scene from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, <laughs> tip oh them God. off. That is awesome! Oh my God! The book, I was, the book I was, was to someone about this a couple years ago. They need to have a coloring book like this. Awesome! And it exists. I, the I book need to was stop just putting stuff out there. Yeah, in the really, your fingers on the pulse. And that shit on eBay. The book was being marketed on Tesco's website as appropriate for a children ages five to eight. Nah. <laughs> they're, wrong they're wrong about that. According to but there's BBC, definitely a market for this product. Tesco said the book had been placed in the wrong category when listed on its website by a third-party seller. The book's author, Mel Elliott, said, quote, My products are a pulp culture inspired and aimed at playful grown-ups. They're not aimed at kids. They're usually sold to grown-ups in fashion shops and yeah. bookstores. Some, somebody mm. saw a coloring book and was yeah. like, this is for kids. Derp. And she was unaware attention. that the stri- distributor had placed the items on sale through Tesco's website. Wow. So for kids. I want one. I'm going to order one online. Sure you Would you buy it. one of those, Tiffany? I have a coloring book all about <laughs> my lady areas. <laughs> Your lady berries? My lady, my lady, my lady berries. That's what, what I call berries? them. Well, you know, I got things going on down there. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you, I don't okay. think you're supposed to have berries. I do. It comes, it comes with, it comes with an assortment of crayons. Well, what? Yeah. We're still and talking about your berries. My berries, <laughs> but the book, the book based on my berries, comes with an assortment of crayons. What colors? The yeah. Grape. Yeah. Grape is the most most used color. Most, an assortment of colors with grape being the most it's used. It's the most used color. Because I, cause if you squeeze on it, it looks all grapey. Wait, you said berries? Berries. God, for a minute there, I thought Dr. Roxo was here from... from. No, he ain't here. He does cocaine. Yeah, weird. I like to get high. Hey. Why don't we go do some cocaine? I'm Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown. It's true. Tiffany Lemon Squares <laughs> sounds a lot like Dr. Roxo, but I think yeah. I think I did Tiffany Lemon Squares before Dr. Roxo was a thing. Uh, it's close. It's, it's close. close. But I certainly wasn't blur. stealing Dr. Roxo's thunder intentionally by any <laughs> means. But I do love that character. Both those characters. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Cocaine! 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. Captain Luddite. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek.
Seriously, Todd. A couple years ago, I remember during you your birthday time, it. I was like, "This would have been time, great for my you." My birthday time. If we had a, <laughs> I celebrated time. over three months. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say his like birthday time. During your birthday time, it's like yeah. he's going through the change. It's the end of all birthday <laughs> time. Boy, is it? <laughs> Everybody, get ready! It's birthday time. It's like once a month he has his birthday time. End of August till about. Stay away from him during his birthday time. End of October. Yeah, really. Time. It's got to go through Halloween, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Give Torgo room. It's it's his birthday time. Yeah, birthday time. <laughs> oh yeah. No, what, I would think that's. Is it close to? It's close to popular. Halloween, so you uh, always tied uh, it into uh, Halloween. Uh, not yeah, really. It's very, it's very close. September nineteenth. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Within three months. Right there. <laughs> right there in Halloween time. <laughs> Talk like a well, you know what? Game. The way the way uh, marketing for holidays has been going in the past twenty yeah, years, it is Halloween. The, the, the gifts know, come Torgo out. Torgo is yeah, tracking next month. It's is like Fourth of July is over. Time to get out those pumpkins. Yes. Mm. Is that really the next thing? Fourth of July pumpkins. Yeah. Well, I don't. Do they Delicious. have something for Labor Day? Not really. There you uh, go. So yeah. So nothing till Halloween. Yep. Well, I feel, it, but but, but I feel like Fourth like of July. Now we're getting ready for two yeah. two I Labor that's, Day. That's a holiday, right? It's kind of a thing mm-hmm. for the parents. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of. I went and bought some fun stuff. I found a really fun Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, lunch pail, thermos insulated lunch pail. You, I, I feel like we're at the beginning oh, of the show. Oh, the now. lunch pail itself Are we starting is all over? I think yes. so. I think we looped ourselves. Okay. Well, so this is. So what? What geeky things did you do this week? Mike? I did. Michael? I did. I went shopping for <laughs> for nerdy. Uh, but did it have a thermos? No, it did not come with a thermos. They don't make lunch pails with thermoses anymore. Well, they have a Superman one that's in the same style by the same company and everything. Does it uh, have it's a, a thermos? square? It has a thermos sold separately. Really? Well, you don't really need a thermos because kids. Because kids' school cafeterias have fucking vending, vending machines. Well, yeah. that and the wow. juice box rendered the thermos pretty much. The juice box, yeah, the true. Capri Sun. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, we didn't have drink at a certain temperature. Or but a thermos can't work with soup. soda. What if you got soup? And a, a motherfucker soup. don't want to drink well, nothing but soda. Kids don't need to be drinking so much damn oh, soda. Oh, kids don't need to be drinking so much. <laughs> Thanks a lot, <laughs> Dad. Jeez. Get out of here. Hail, Mr. Socialist, exactly. dude. Exactly. Get out of here. Fuck you. No, you're when right. I, we're, we're, giving, in, we're giving all our babies cancer. It's fuck true. Fuck you, Bloomberg. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, <laughs> you had your... What do you do about tomato, tomato soup? What do you do about your tomato soup? What do you mean, what do I do about my tomato soup? It goes in the thermos. It's called Tupperware. Like fruit punch. Oh, snap. It's called the enema bag. Should you go back for refills? Wow. Ooh, put it in a hey, sack. There you go. Was, if you give somebody a Ziploc full of soup, Paul's lunch soup. colostomy bags. The Ziploc. Of <laughs> it's a colunchable. Colunchable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>